All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. We are playing Orbital Blues this afternoon, this evening. We are not just playing it, but we are concluding. Our, uh, we are concluding our first run, season one. Maybe, maybe we'll come back. We'll see how it ends. Uh, but yeah, we're concluding our four-week run. We are planning to do this for four weeks. So it's the course of October. October is now ending. This is it. This is the finale. Does anyone make it out alive? Does anyone? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Probably Walter. I think Walter's okay. And uh, <laughs> it'll just be a solo game of me playing Walter. Uh, and that's <laughs> tune in to the next week. But yeah, next week we'll get back to our, our Wondering game. But uh, we've been having a lot of fun with Orbital Blues. So I would expect that we will be back to this at some point. Uh, I don't know when, uh, but uh, probably sometime in 2024. Or no, that's not right. 2023. <laughs> not that far away. Uh, Long-term plan. Schedule long-term. is packed. It's pretty packed. <laughs> oh, goodness. That Deadlands, that Deadlands finisher really screwed my schedule up. <laughs> my prep is totally out of whack now. Uh, so I'm like, oh, I got to suddenly prep Call of Cthulhu two months sooner than I thought I was going to have to. Uh, that's rough. Anyhow. And that'll end around 2024. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Uh, really, that's going to take a while. But we'll see. Unless I just kill him a bunch of times and then, you know, we'll play something else. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, why don't we do one last uh, roundup really quick? Say who your characters are, anything like that. Anything that, you know, you've left out or something you want to stress since this is, the, this is possibly the last time we'll see them, at least for a little while. Uh, so, yeah, just do a quick roundup and then we'll, we'll kind of get started. So, uh, Melissa, tell us about Freddy. Uh, yeah, so Freddie uh, used to be a chef. She had a pretty good life. Uh, she was a chef for a uh, crime family, but that was okay for a while until it wasn't okay anymore. Um, and so now she is the reluctant vagabond and has been uh, hanging out with these folks for a while, but she uh, certainly misses the days of being a head chef and having a kitchen and all the ingredients and eating good food and having a variety in things, not just noodles. Like everyone else just wants to eat noodles for every freaking meal. It's versatile. Yeah. 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 Versatile, cheap, affordable. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what it's like. You've been living, uh, you've been living that highfalutin crime Lord life. Uh, or at least you've been not the crime Lord itself, but you've been benefiting from it. Yes. Uh, and, yes. Yeah. Oh, well. it was well paid. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, and then you guys killed uh, Brendan McGregor, so I'm sure that's not going to be an issue. Uh, next up, uh, also your your McGregor clan friend, we've got Callum. Mark, tell us about Callum. Ah, Callum just wants to chill the fuck out. Sit there, get something to eat, try not to shoot anyone if he doesn't have to. Uh, stick, get back to training that bloody pig to get that squirrel. That'll happen, but you know. No. What you name? What you end up naming uh, the pig? By the way, I remember you had a name. Didn't the you? Pig, pig was a uh, uh, Maravig um, Yeah, a squirrel killer. So you see, it's called Marv. Okay, Marv, and then Fortuna's the squirrel. Okay, okay, yeah. got it. And they get along way too well for my mm-hmm. liking. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what can you do? Young love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not expect that love story. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> Are there mechanics for that? Platonic uh, love. It doesn't probably. need to be. <laughs> Marvel <laughs> Safi test. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, Ashley. Tell us about Gwen. Uh, I'm playing Gwen Lockwood. Uh, she's the stray. Um, she's been on the run from her uh, husband. 
who was pretty abusive, I guess you could say, a controlling kind of creepy guy named Wesley Rook. Um, she went back to using her maiden name in an attempt to not be as easily identified. Um, but obviously that didn't work out for her either. Um, <laughs> cause obviously he found her this episode and, um, she doesn't know, but, uh, the love of her life, Johnny, um, died, got blown up in, in a ship in a glorious, glorious, uh, blades of glory. And so when I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, honestly, when she finds out, uh, cause she spent this entire time that she's been running away also looking for Johnny, uh, looking forward to Johnny, looking over her back for Wesley and, uh, it's just been constant stress this whole time. So she's not, yeah, that's rough. That's, that's, that's definitely rough. Uh, it, you, she might not even find out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, knows? maybe, uh, Callum won't even tell me. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Callum was only kind of half listening. Yeah. <laughs> when he was talking anyway, probably didn't put two or two together. Callum will be like, oh, we can go save him. Let's go. <laughs> 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 Just oh. on a ghost chase uh, for Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. It's a wonderful comedic series of events that killed poor Brendan <laughs> Fraser, who <laughs> is who we cast as uh, One story is a series of unfortunate O'Connor. events. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, we have uh, we have our, our missing gambler from last week, but he's back for this week. Stephen, tell us about Nikki. Hey, uh, Nikki Fontaine is the gambler, like you said. Uh, he's always wearing a cheap red polyester suit. Uh, he has a pet squirrel named Fortuna, who apparently is in love with a pig now. Uh, you know, I, who am I to stand in the way of young love? If that's what they want, that's what they want. Uh, <laughs> the only thing Nikki loves more than betting it all on the table is outrunning the consequences of his action. And, uh, I think that's what he'll be doing this episode as I'm stuck in the brig and have no idea how I will get out. <laughs> Nor do I. And, uh, that cell is rapidly running out of oxygen. That's a shame. That's a shame. But, uh, it's the finale. So someone's gotta, someone's gotta die or else it's, you know, it, yeah. Running out of oxygen. Works, right? That's like Nikki's. Nikki's weakness because all he has is hot air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gotta gotta kill folks in the finale. That's what I learned from from Hot D from House of the Dragon. Gotta kill people. <laughs> Keep them coming back. So in two years. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. I stole that from Glass Cannon. They've been talking about that here now. I just find it hilarious. Hot D. Gotta watch that hot D. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, we've got uh, we've got our man on a singular mission. We've got Elvis Coltrane. Tell us about Elvis Coltrane. Hey, uh, you know, I mean, people might call me a crook, and that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I, I do do a little bit of crookery here and there, but you know, to be honest, what I'm really known for, I am the best in the business at cracking security systems, and you know, the occasional safe and whatnot. Apparently, I may have made an oops last session, but you know. Who knew? I did not know. You know what? No one else was probably ever going to know because it just doesn't sound like something that should come up in, you know, polite conversations. But other than that, uh, Elvis has a plan, much like he had a plan when we were dealing with, uh, you know, back uh, back on Holland there. And my plan worked perfectly the first time. So this plan is more than likely going to do the same. Or so we see. Uh, That's me. 
Yeah, that is true. Like, I do wonder how that's going to come up in conversation. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. A lot of little moving parts have to come into play. And be honest, all of you might never even get back to the ship because there's a lot of stuff going on on this station. So there's still a lot to resolve. So let's get down to it. So before, I guess before I should go in, remember, we're playing Orbital Blues. If you're interested in buying Orbital Blues or any other Soul Muppet stuff, we got some affiliate links. You can check the description if you're watching this on uh, YouTube later. Melissa will drop some stuff here in a second in the chat if you're watching live. Uh, I should also mention that there are a couple new bits of Orbital Blues. It's, uh, it's now on the on the. Uh, on the store, there's three new adventures and supplements and stuff. All that glitters, jump gate, charade, and electric sleep shuffle. And uh, because we, Soul Muppet has been nice to us, we also should probably mention that they have a Kickstarter going on right now for Best Left Buried. Uh, they got a Throne of Avarice supplement. Uh, we've played Best Left Buried here on the channel a couple years back. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, and with that out of the way, let's dive into the summary. We'll see how this goes. So after the incident on Harlan 5, where you all killed Edgar, Edgar Bennett killed uh, Brendan McGregor, and you took Edgar for his for the bounty on him, you all headed off to Cisco Station. It's this Rimward Isheron Core hub where you could collect the bounty on Edgar Bennett because it was a corporate bounty, and you could also repair your ship. So it wasn't long before trouble, obviously, reared its, its familiar head. Uh, there's a, a barrel house lounge casino on the station, and that's where Nikki got into an argument with yet another blackjack player. We'll hear more about that in a moment. And was then hauled uh, away to the brig after dousing that player with yet another cup of noodles, which is weird because there are no noodle shops on the station. So who knows where he got it from? Uh, while uh, hacking the station's security databases to forge a bounty on the chief constable Warren Banker's head, Elvis learned that his old prison pal Rocky was on station and actually got himself caught and was waiting this off-station transport to get back to the inner planets. Uh, Callum, uh, you spent your time in sick bay. You were getting stitched up. You were foregoing the android nurses, and instead you went with the chain-smoking Doc Levi, played by a very living and a very ornery B. Arthur. Uh, Freddie, you uh, made a rival of a darts hustler named Joey Sands when you refused them the chance to win their money back after they provided you multiple opportunities to win your money back. If this was a longer campaign, I think that would come back to bite you. I don't yeah, know if it will today. It <laughs> and then perhaps worst and strangest of all, uh, Gwen decided to get into an arm wrestling contest with the chief constable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote. Gwen, uh, while this happened, Gwen, you saw a uh, you saw your ex-husband, Wesley Rook, uh, wander into the barrel house with his, his security and all that kind of stuff. And he saw you, which is even worse. Uh, you noticed that he also had a renowned bounty hunter with him by the name of Clyde Deadlock Drexler. Uh, and so... At the same time, Elvis was up in the station's vents above the promenade, looking for the way to help his old buddy. And then suddenly, all of the all of the lights went out. All the power went down. Emergency lights went up temporarily, but then they got chain, they, they got uh, turned off too. All the environmental systems went out. So everything just suddenly shut down like crazy. Gunfire could be heard here and there, and it appears that the station was getting attacked and you quickly learned i think it was elvis who probably first picked up on this that it was one of the other major crime families of the rim the Wei chins uh and they were being led by their siblings who and han uh and uh, kind of were giving some sort of speech to these captives in the promenade where i think it was freddie and callum and gwen as along with wesley rook and his folks were kind of all getting rounded um meanwhile elvis kind of worked his way towards the docking ring all kind of by himself figuring out what was going on uh so 
Gwen, at one point you got confronted by Wesley and you kind of got all kind of cowed for a moment. But I think Callum and Freddie stepped in, fought some of his goons. That gave you a little bit of a distraction. You ran away, not he just – Yeah, you got the hell out of there, uh, out of sight of not just Rook but also also the Wei Chens. Shortly thereafter, Freddie, a few minutes later, you took a, another distraction by Callum and got away, kind of followed her as, as she went. Callum, you hung back, heard that story. Uh, from Res- Wesley Rook, uh, who got punched in the face uh, by one of the Wei Chens, uh, about, uh, about Johnny O'Connor. Uh, meanwhile, Elvis got onto a ship. Uh, he saw a bunch of Wei Chen thugs like, kind of around the docky ring, bringing devices into these different airlocks and such. Uh, but you got onto a ship that hadn't yet been, uh, been kind of approached by that crew. Turned out it was the Wesley Rook ship. You, uh, you convinced uh, magnificently his other guards to to somehow hop onto the escape pods, escape pods, because it was all part of the rescue plan. Escape pods launched, promptly got shot down by lasers, and then uh, Elvis, you 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 sent their ship off on like a, a collision course. Uh, it got knocked down by a torpedo, uh, partially on the way there. Little does anyone know that poor old was poor old Johnny O'Connor was on it in a, in a cargo container. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to start. Screen comes up. We see uh, Cisco Station. We see the promenade. We hear the sounds of sort of the familiar crowds here and there, music barreling out from the barrel house itself. Uh, and we see old, old Nikki Fontaine on the bottom of the screen. It says two hours earlier or something like that. And we see Nikki Fontaine strolling about the station. So, You've been here for a couple hours now. You docked not too long ago, Nikki. What was Nikki doing? So I got questions for you. What was Nikki doing on the station before the blackjack table incident? What really happened with the blackjack incident? And then we'll get into where you are now. So let's start with that. All right. So I'm imagining a sort of montage, like two hours earlier. Mm-hmm. It starts with Nikki going onto the station trying to keep his head down, but a bouncer finds him immediately goes towards him. And Nikki puts his hands up. Hey, Hey, like, yeah, I know. I know you said the next time you see me, you break all my legs and make me eat all my teeth. I get that. I get that. I've turned over a new leaf. I've turned over a new leaf. Turns out I have a rich uncle, rich uncle. He died. Uh, and he gave me all his money I've got. And I flashed some of the credits from our last, uh, score. He, he, he left his money and he said, Nikki, you want this money? You got to turn your life around. You got to turn over a new leaf. No more gambling. And this man, he raised me. He practically raised me. He's my dad. I, I'm not going to let him down. I, I'm just here to settle my debts. I'm going around making amends. No more gambling for me. Not a day in my, not another day in my life. I'm just here to pay some debts and I'll be gone. So moving on. <laughs> yeah. So the bouncer, you'll see eventually kind of let you pass. Gets a nod from the, the mistress of the house. They'll kind of let you in. And yeah, you get you get let through into the barrel house as soon as he goes in straight to the roulette table, puts it all on red because that's his lucky color, you know, as he's wearing his red polyester shirt uh, wins, wins big, puts it all back on red again, wins again. It's his lucky day. He's going to keep going. He takes the money, starts heading to blackjack where he begins to lose horribly. Uh, betting, betting, betting. This whole time, there's this guy next to him who is just stealing all his cards. The guy the guy split a 10-10. Who splits a 10-10? You got a 20 there. You, you stay with the 20. You, you hold. And then you're dealt an ace and a queen. Those were my cards. 
Those were my cards. What are you, an idiot or are you a cheat? Do you know what next card's coming? No? Oh, so you're an idiot. Okay, yeah. And of course, the noodles that I've been eating this entire time carrying around with me from table to table that I brought from our ship, uh, then I throw those in his face. And that's when you know, a fight nearly breaks out. A couple of the bouncers you know, of the barrel house come over, keep it, keep you all separated. Uh, and it's a, it's a small station. Everyone kind of knows everyone who works here. And so eventually you can see yeah. the, the drunkard Chief Constable Warren Banker. You see Wilma Hopewell, who's actually the, the, reasonable, uh, the reasonable security uh, second in command here. Two of, you, two of them kind of show up and you get escorted away to the brig. I imagine it's not my first time being kicked off this station. Probably not. And so like, like, Warren probably doesn't even recognize you whatsoever. You can smell the booze on his breath. But Wilma, uh, you know, kind of a, a very, I would say a very tall, but almost linebacker-like woman. She's got a shaved head. She kind of just looks at you and shakes your, shakes your head. <sighs> I'd recognize that suit anywhere. Come on, Nikki. <sighs> and then you go, you take that familiar path out of the, out of the barrel house, you kind of curve around one of the side passages out, you know, moving away from the promenade past the past the mid bay, kind of turn around. Eventually, you go up a set of a flight of stairs and you're you're kind of brought into the brig. Somebody else is here as well, kind of looks up from this small little window. You can see this uh, kind of not glass, but uh, but clear nonetheless, a viewing viewing window you kind of hanging out right near it. You see a sad face of a, an elderly African-American man as you walk past and they put you into your, your brig and close the door behind. A couple hours pass. You're kind of sitting off by yourself. Do you have, like, they, they probably went through and took anything off you that might be used as a weapon or, you know, anything like that. But would you Yeah, have, I had a knife in my boot. That's all I would have had. Okay. And if, if they didn't allow weapons on station, I would have never brought it anyways. If you would no, you, no, you can have weapons in the station. There's just a certain kind. Like personal weapons are okay. If you try to do any kind of military weapons or anything like that, if you would like, uh, and this might be useful in a minute once we catch up to live, we'll catch up to the present day. Go ahead, and if you want to try to kind of keep it hidden, you can roll a savvy test. So, because uh, it should yeah, be, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Let me double, we can do that. You savvy. Yeah. Oops, that's in the wrong place. Uh, that's a 10. Okay. So you do manage to kind of keep the knife palmed a bit or maybe hidden away. Like maybe they're just, you know, they're, they're, you can, you can tell that they're getting some reports here and there. Some weird glitches are starting to show up. Maybe somewhere elsewhere on the station, Elvis has already started his slow progression through the systems to kind of set up some distractions to clear out the brig, and it's eventually going to get there at some point. Maybe there's overlapping times here and there and didn't quite realize Nikki was already thrown in, in the brig. But eventually they leave you there. A couple hours pass. It's very boring. Nikki would be the whole time he would be uh, singing prison songs or quoting prison movies. <laughs> okay. Like a breaking rocks in the hot sun. I fought the law and the law won. And it's, uh, you know, these are, these are individual brigs, the individual cells. Uh, they're not uncomfortable, but they're very Spartan. Uh, and uh, you're kind of you got your, your, your hard cushioned bed. Get your own private toilet. 
and you're just kind of singing away and it and, and and anyone outside would only hear kind of like maybe the vague hum or vibration of it but not the full lyrics at a certain point however uh you notice that the light above your door uh and you can see it fixed into the ceiling suddenly starts to flicker and then goes completely out and it is black as can be in your room you look through the window the viewing port window you kind of feel around and it's Black as can be once more in the uh, the larger section of security. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. Uh, using my knife, would I be able to, like, unscrew some panels or something like that or start trying to get the hinges off this door? As soon as it goes dark, I'd be trying to think of something to get out. I would say, yes, you could do it. It'll be against the odds. It is dark. You can't really see what you're doing. So you can roll that with against the odds. Would that be savvy? Uh, savvy makes sense, yeah. Uh, that is still a 10. Okay. You're crushing it so far. And so maybe maybe you, you don't do it instantly, but over after a couple minutes, the light's still not coming out. And you also notice that the it's getting kind of cool. In the, you don't really feel the air kind of coming out of this very small vent. It's not big enough for you to crawl through. It's a very, very small right, vent, right. but you don't feel anything kind of coming out of there. And uh, it takes you a little while to kind of get this going, probably a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But you, you eventually manage to break down the door of the brig. It's not the most secure thing in the world, but you manage to break it down. And Nobody can eat 50 eggs. Jeez, this guy, this guy. Paul Newman, <laughs> you uh, you set the you set the door off to the side, and you have access now to the 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 greater you know the greater security offices. Uh, you can see there's a handful of other cells. You you did remember one other person being in here when you got here, um, but as you come out, again you know, it's about maybe twenty thirty minutes after the lights go out. You suddenly hear the sounds of distant gunfire. All right. Well, and I'll turn to. Uh, well, I'm looking down the hallway now, right? Uh, you're in. So imagine like it's a security office, and then attached to those, and, and, like within that office, there are a series of like cells. So just imagine like a big square room, security offices, couple couple desks, and things like that. And then there are the individual cells for the brig. But then you leave the offices to go into like the main the main hall that'll take you back towards the promenade. Pressure and time. That's all you need. Pressure and time. Uh, and then I'll, I'll start going down the hall, trying to do it somewhat stealthily. I, I don't, if there is a guard around, I don't want to okay. cause a fuss. So you push the door open and you get out into the hall, the main hall. And as you do, you hear the sound of gunfire even louder now as it's no longer, uh, it's no longer in any way like uh, muted by the door. It's very dark in this hall. None of the lights are on. You do see like distant, like ambient light, probably from the promenade or something. You're on, the, the, the security offices will say is on the second level of the promenade area. And you're getting about maybe 20 feet down this hall when you nearly trip over something. You look down, you can see there's a body on the ground. Uh, it's too dark to see who it is. Can I see who it is? Yeah, you start... If you don't have anything on you, but if you kind of 
go through, kind of check their belongings, roll them over, drag them to that ambient light. You can you don't recognize them, doesn't look anything familiar, but they do have what looks like that Isharon Corp uniform. So it's definitely it's definitely uh, station staff. Any weapons on them or anything like that? Any key cards? Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, high or low? Uh, high. Uh, okay, no weapons, but you do find they left the badge. They have this like security badge still. Oh, oh, oh. Now I have a security badge. Jeez, he, uh, just, <laughs> he did his research today. He just has all these lines. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't. Unfortunately, this is just me being stupid. Uh, yeah, so I'll take the badge and uh, keep going then. Uh, well, you said there's one other person in the brig. Yes, there was. I gotta let him out. Gotta have some chaos. All right, so we'll say you turn back and then you start working on the next door, which is going to take a little time. I can't use the badge? Uh, no, all the power is out. So the badge actually requires power. So unless you can get the power back on, which you would probably be smart enough to realize isn't going to happen here, uh, but you're going to have to do it the sort of the physical way. All right. So with Nikki turning around, helping out the other fella in the, in the, the cell, let's kick it over to Callum. Last we saw Callum, he was getting this lecture by uh, Wesley Brook. He's in the promenade. There's all these other people around. Several Wei Chun goons and thugs are all over the place. Uh, there's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like two, 20 to 30 people all kind of munch, you know, punch, like jumbled together here in this sort of outer food court area. And then there's all the kind of circling Wei Chun folk. They've gone through and they've collected, you know, weapons and things like that. Uh, but you, uh, what would you like to do at this point, Cal? Uh, well, after getting uh, uh, Wesley smacked, um, which was rather enjoyable, uh, someone dropped their weapon. When I shot it out of the hand, the weapon dropped. So yep. I want to see if it's, you know, went under. Okay. Uh, same question, high or low? High. You guys are picking right. I rolled no. five for Nikki and a six for Callum, so that's high. You did see the gun skitter over towards this uh, this kind of greenery display, and it slid underneath. And no one, you, you didn't notice anyone go over to kind of grab it. Now it's going to take you a savvy roll to kind of grab it without drawing the attention of anyone, but you can certainly try. Yep. Yeah, Callum takes something out of his pocket to eat, starts munching on it, and tries to saunter over without anyone noticing. And that is a six plus two. That is an eight. Okay. So you, you go on over, you're munching. You can see that Rook's guards are becoming more and more impatient with him, the two surviving ones, as he's still kind of going on and on. He's bleeding from his nose. They've shoved what looks like these napkins up his nose. He looks absolutely ridiculous. There's a couple of catch his eye, I blow him a kiss. <laughs> and <laughs> you blow him a kiss, and like it's one of those moments where you blow him a kiss and he kind of looks at you strangely, but then your eyes look off to the side, and you can see a good 10 feet behind him. You see Dr. Dr. Levi sitting there smoking her cigarette, and she looks up and she sees you blowing a kiss, and she she gets a look on her face at this point, like maybe you were sending that to her. But she, then she kind of just shakes her hand <laughs> and just lets the, the ash fall down. Uh, but you kind of maybe you kind of reach around underneath, kind of eating whatever snack you might have on it. But you reach around underneath, maybe with your foot, and you feel something, kind of drag it out, do the classic drop something, and then, oh, let me yeah, pick. drop the wrapper. I'm not a letterer. Yeah, yeah, pick that up and then quickly sneak that and kind of hide it into like in a, maybe your waistline or something like that. Okay, and I'll say maybe about ten minutes ago, 
Freddie. It was when Freddie left. So Freddie's gone for about 10 minutes and maybe 15, 20 minutes ago was Gwen. So Gwen was maybe five to 10 yeah. minutes faster than Freddie. Anything else you want to do at this point? Uh, it does. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, so knowing that, that Freddie was going to have to Gwen, uh, Callum would want to go find Nikki because he was told Nikki was taken off. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, even you would know he's in the brig. I mean, I think that information yeah. is is known. Yeah, yeah, that's what. And you would have it. You would have an idea. You know where the brig is too. You know it's in the second second story of the promenade, kind of down a circuitous path away from it. So there's that balcony that kind of looks over the food court area, but it's not immediately looking out. So how would you go about trying to sneak away from the group? Well, things have been quieting down a bit now because uh, it's been quite a while. So everyone must be uh, uh, the the boss lady's disappeared. So. Maybe try and talk to one of the goons, tell him I need to go to the toilet. That's you know, okay. eating those crappy noodles is just Okay. You uh you head over, you find a nearby uh one of the nearby goons. They've got they're kind of SMG kind of right there. They're fairly big, buff guy. He's, they all have these kind of like red vests that they're wearing as part of some sort of matching uh kind of uh uniform. And uh you come up He's got the whole right side of his head is shaved. The other side's kind of combed over, and he's uh, he kind of looks up at you. Get back in, get back in the court. I they bother me two seconds. First of all, your hairdresser messed a wee bit. Just just so you know, in case no one else told you. Second of all, if I don't get to go to the toilet, this place is going to be a mess, and I don't think your bosses want to going to want to come down here and slip in my pish, you know? Thinks about that for a second. Thinks about the first thing you said for a second. I'll tell you what, roll a savvy, but roll it against the odds as you started the conversation by insulting him. <laughs> What's that? That's an that was an observation. Okay, against the odds, that is still a nine because I got two Guess sixes. You're crushing nine, so. it tonight. I feel great about all of you surviving. For the moment. <laughs> okay. And so she kind of, what are you, a five year old child? You can't hold it. Ah, basically, I. I just got here from a children's party. It's uh, had to get sewn up by the good doctor over there and point towards. And she's looking at you again, and she's got another cigarette that's completely ash. That she's just going through them like a chimney, and she looks up at you right as you point, and she's again kind of tilting her head like every time you're just constantly looking at her, and she just sort of shrugs and goes back to to ash. Thankfully, it's the finale, and that won't pay off. (laughs) (laughs) There's always season two. We'll get you back. That's true. Um, and he finally is like, "Come on!" And he, yeah. you gonna come with me? Because you know, yeah, I'm coming with you. Ah, that's nice. And so and you're a handsome man. Kind of, his eyes kind of, kind of get all kind of small and beady for a moment. He, he looks, he's he looks a little kind of off kilter. Like you, a couple things have just sort of thrown him a bit here and there, and he's not quite sure how to take it. But he'll lead you to the sort of public restroom area in the promenade uh, and uh, kind of take you in. And he'll just kind of stand in the doorway. You go inside. There's this long trough where men can urinate from standing up. And then there's a handful of stalls. What do you want to do? Everything's dark, but well, he's got he's got a flashlight out. We say he's got a little, little light kind of shining. He's going to point to that me? Uh, he's got pointed in, look, so it's kind of given the whole bathroom light. Yeah. Right, look, Pope. I know I said you're handsome, but unless you're going to come in here with me, can you get that light out of the way? Because I get a little bit shy. How are you going to 
see what you're doing if you don't have light. Have you seen the fucking trough? I've seen it. I mean, there's not enough here to be in your eyes, man. So, see, you know, I'm not going to miss. Listen, I I took you to the bathroom. Don't push it. I'm not pushing anything, man. I'm, I'm trying to be nice. You've got three seconds to start pissing or we're going back. Three. Uh, well, the thing about that is, and I want to throw some soap in his eyes or something. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, soap. Oh, God. Yeah, it's probably soap, I would imagine. Sure. Um, Liquid soap. Yeah, there's probably something on the counter. You know, you just grab whatever's there and just kind of chuck it into his face. It might just be a stack of towels. might just be... Toilet like, roll or something. Something okay. like that. Okay. Uh, sure. Roll a... Let's do savvy because it's a speed test. Uh, yeah, let's do Against that. the odds or... Okay. Uh, no, I mean, there's enough light, I would say. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Eight, two, four, plus two. Okay. So you throw and this this sort of roll of like recycled like kind of paper towel holder that's been recycled hundreds of times more than likely on the station goes flying through the air. And we'll say with the aid, it kind of it hits first the flashlight he has and kind of bumps into his eye and the light starts going around. He's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Um, so now what? Cal? Then I'm off. Just squeeze past him. This You're going to push past him? All dark. Okay. Yeah, squeeze past him. Callum's thin as fuck. He eats a lot, but he's basically a bit of paper just floating in the wind. All right, let me uh, let's do a let's do a contested muscle uh, and see if you can get oh, past. Shit, no. <laughs> Sorry, he's he's like I said, he's a big savvy, muscular dude. I'm, I'm slipping. Yeah, I'm I'll sl- let you take savvy. He'll roll muscle though. You can take savvy, but he's rolling muscle. Okay. Thank you, sir. That is a ten. Okay, I got an eight. So uh, you do manage to slip past. You kind of bump into him. He reaches out to grab you. Uh, but he doesn't quite get you fast enough, and you slip back out. Now, you are out in this walkway near where all of these shops are in the promenade. You can see the food court. It's right there, and there's all those people, and there's other guards, and he's just a few steps behind you. Uh, you have to think quickly. What do you want to do? The gun doesn't have a silencer on it, does it? It does not. No, sorry. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. No, then uh, I am bolting for the uh, darkest... Uh, 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 nook and cranny I can find. Okay, so you dart towards. You know that over towards the uh, if like when you when you bolt right out of here, you look to the left. There's this kind of dark hallway that goes towards the lift, kind of goes up to the second story, and you know that the lifts aren't working. You've heard, but it's dark and there is there are stairs, and so you just run off in that direction. He's going to step out and he's going to shout out to his to his other security goons and he's going to look around for you and he's going to fire a shot. It's going to be against the odds because he's firing into darkness uh, as you're running away. You don't actually have any lights, but he is going to take one shot before you're able to kind of get to those stairs and get out of sight from him. Uh, let me pull up his stats really quick. So Maybe say goodbye to Cal. okay so these guys are are mobs essentially so there's like a mob like that's like that's the mechanic in the game uh so they're using the uzi this is a savvy test okay so i'm gonna give him against the odds because it's darkness so i dropped the highest which is a sick i I rolled actually really well uh so that's gonna be (laughs) it'll be a nine to hit that'll be five points of damage 
It's a roll of six, so two fives, and like a four. I would like to re-roll one of your dice, please. Okay. I will so explain the... I will re-roll one of the fives. And I roll, I'll roll a two now, so which means I have to do the five and the four for a nine to hit, and now you only take two points of damage. I still hit yeah, you, so but you it's less damage at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Clip my wing. So okay, it kind of clips you, uh, shoots you just like right along the hip, and uh, you you kind of quickly bolt up the stairs into darkness. But you hear the shouts, and then you hear you hear boots as they're chasing after you. And we'll come back to that. As now, let's kick over to. I want to kick over to Elvis and figure out what the hell's going on with Elvis because Elvis last we saw had just ejected. You know, he just got out of the. Uh, the Empress was the name of Rookship, uh, and it kind of sailed off into space and got taken down by one of these Wei Chen torpedoes. Elvis, you were not on the ship. You were, you got into a vac suit. You went outside into space, and you started, I believe, drifting back towards the station. So you are, we'll say, right now picking up in space. You are you're floating freely. What do you want to do? Well, I'm here to tell you that. That was slightly unexpected. Those those fellas, they they shoot fast. But you know what? That that bodes well for my master plan because clearly they're gonna they're gonna try to pick off anything that's moving. And I think I can make that work. I mean, I feel like some trouble is brewing here for us, but I, I got a plan. So Elvis is gonna make his way back to the docking ring, and then he's gonna run down to the next ship or pull himself down to the next ship in the line and break onto that ship. Moving away from moving away from the direction of the of the individuals okay, in the docking ring. So when you come back, so let's see, how long would you have been gone? You would have been gone. You went inside, you you talked to them for a bit, convinced them to get into the station, set up the autopilot, then you then you Okay. So I would say they probably have actually have already moved 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 further down the clock at this point. So you probably were in there. I would say for at least 10 minutes, if not a little longer. And so when you hop back through the now open umbilical, like this kind of open dock, there are emergency, uh, there are emergency latches outside for just such an occasion. So you're able to kind of get inside. You don't notice any of those devices in here. It looks like they maybe just bypassed this at, at a certain point when they looked inside and there was no ship. But when you open up the interior airlock, you look off to your left, which is the direction that they were originally when you first came around here. So imagine we're at 12 and you kind of looked Mm -hmm. off to the left around the clock. And then you look off to the right and you see that same group of Wei Chen thugs. They have this. And again, this is all zero G. And you can see they've got boots, but they're also they got this floating platform that's coming along with them with all these different bits of uh strange packages and you see they go to we'll say 11 o'clock they kind of punch on the airlock and it opens up so you can see off to the right that's where they're at off to the left they've already gone that direction uh, but they've left it Uh, where would you want to go okay so he will go back then to the left to the last ship they were on and he'll get onto that ship to try to figure out what they're putting on the ships okay so you hang a left we'll say you go to one o'clock or so We'll just use our clock metaphor here. Um, all right, I'm just figuring out which ship it is. I have a list. Okay. So you head over. Uh, you keep out of sight at first. We're not really looking behind you. We'll say, um, if you want, roll a savvy test right now, and we'll kind of hold that as your as your stealth for this whole sequence. Okay. Ooh. 
Okay, uh, I am going to uh, spend a point of blues since I have got trouble brewing to re-roll one of those dice. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this your scene? So this trouble is the scene. This yeah, is- troubles brewing. This happens when when one of the characters hits their max of blues, which is eight, I think, mm-hmm. and then you get a bunch of different bonuses essentially for the the course of a scene. So we'll call the scene like this whole linkage of like your your docking ring the docking ring thing yeah Yeah, that's what i figured so uh i did re-roll that i got a five so that's an 11 plus 213 for my stealthiness okay (laughs) yeah that'll that'll probably be good wow (laughs) let me let me roll an observation with them that can't even hit 13 (laughs) oh look i rolled a three uh (laughs) so like i can't even hit 13 with an observation okay so you sneak off you kind of float uh, you've got your vac suit on, uh, and you 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 get over to the next airlock. You punch it, and you notice that that you go through the the interior airlock door, and now you're in that kind of middle ground portion, which is maybe about fifteen mm-hmm. feet uh, in length. And you notice then the exterior airlock, which connects to the ship. Everything seems fine that you can tell; like nothing seems out of the ordinary. Uh, but you're again going to have to do a savvy test to uh, to hack into it. I'll say take um, take upper hand because you uh, you've done this already once, and so it's kind of familiar. Okay. And because it's hacking into a security system, I get uh, upper hand anyway. So I get two upper or uh, no, they just cancel out. So they just cancel out. They, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not great, but with my plus two savvy and nine. Okay. Uh, so you open up. Uh, the door does eventually open up. It's not does not have the security that Rook's ship had. Uh, when you when you step on, it's it's certainly not as nice as Rook's ship. Uh, it looks this looks more like a kind of working working class uh, working class shuttle of some kind. Basic transport has a uh, has a lot of wear and tear immediately by the airlock. Looks like maybe uh, some recent like people were kind of dragging cargo on here or there, uh, small cargo. Um, but I'll say with your with your savvy, you notice immediately that kind of on the ends, like as you're kind of going through, there's something up with the coupling. And right as you step in, you look off to the right and you notice that there is a bit of that package, that machinery has been kind of attached on the interior of the, the ship, right on the opposite side of where it connects to the docking, the docking door. And you see lights suddenly switch. You just triggered something, and you see it like like the lights are kind of going from red to like orange to yellow. It's like a countdown. What do you want to do? Well, I'm here to tell you this is this is very disturbing for me because I I dislike tripping security systems. So he's going to try to quickly uh, hack into this device and stop it. Okay. Normally, this would be against the odds, but because you have your, your gambit, that'll cancel out, so it'll be normal. All righty. I will spend one, another point of blues <laughs> to really roll one die. Okay. That's better. Uh, 12 in total. Okay, 12 is, 12 is good. You do manage, it goes, it goes red to kind of like a lighter shade of red, to orange, down to like a lighter shade of orange, to yellow. Kind of sweat for a second as it's going a little bit faster, but before it hits green, when it's at this kind of Mountain Dewy type color, you manage to s- suddenly get it to stop, and the lights stop kind of counting down, and it comes to kind of it comes to a stop, 
You feel, as you put your hand over top of it, you can feel like whatever mechanisms inside were starting to gear up have calmed down. And when you look at it, it's it's probably the size of of like maybe about you know five or six shoe boxes kind of attached together in some way, and you can see that there does seem to be some explosives uh, that have been affixed to it as well. Looks like it I'm was here to tell blow. you, those tricky bastards they they have they have vexed me, and I am not one to be easily vexed. So he will. Uh, Look around the interior of the ship. He's looking, uh, what he calls it. Hello, Ali Ali Oxen Free. Is anybody here on the ship with me? This time, no I, one responds. Thank goodness, because last time that was uh, that, those poor bastards. Who knew? All right. Uh, so Elvis is going to go up to the cockpit. One, he's first, he wants to see if there are any ship's weapons on this shuttle. Okay. Uh, high or low? We'll go high. Okay. Uh, nothing fancy. Uh, you take a few minutes to kind of go through the ship and it's various, um, uh, what's it called? It's various, uh, like systems. It's got some very minor security, but nothing that would, that would kind of slow you down too much. Uh, you do notice that it has, um, what's it called? Um, it's got like an EMP grappler, but that's Mm -hmm. about it. That's like the only thing it seems to have. Uh, it doesn't, it looks, it looks more like this is just a, uh, sort of a, a really small, small cargo sort of shuttler. Nothing, nothing too, too fancy. Well, this is very disturbing, but we'll make do with what we must make do with. So he gets into the cockpit, fires it up. He's going to drop below the ring so that he's kind of in the shadow of the station, hopefully. So these guys can't in the, in the enemy ships lock onto him. And he's going to use the ship sensors tracking on the ring to try to figure out where this group of uh, Wei Chin saboteurs are within the docking ring. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to do something first. I need you to roll uh, this. I need you to uh, basically you're, you're taking a ship action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ships, this is going to be a mobility test for the ship. The ship has a mobility of one. Uh, so you, unless you wanted to take the wheel, uh, I will spend a point of heart to take the wheel. Yeah. I can use my savvy. Yep. And this is going to be, uh, I'm going to basically make this kind of contested with the Wei Chen fleet or fleet, the pair of ships. That's reasonable. Uh, so we'll say versus their systems. Okay. All right. I got a nine on the die for 11 in total. Okay. I got a 10 on the die for a 12 in total. You, as, <laughs> as you decouple uh, the ship uh, from the small shuttle, from its docking bay, you decouple and you start to kind of fly underneath the ring. You immediately noticed on your, uh, on your systems, or maybe there's even an automated, uh, kind of an automated targeting lock uh, on your ship that kind of a warning comes up that you have drawn the ire of, if not both ships, at least one of the two, uh, more than likely the one that fired on poor Mr. Rook and poor Mr. Well, actually poor Mr. Johnny, uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Rook ship. Uh, so how do you want to handle this? Uh, it's okay. Cause Elvis wasn't planning on staying on the ship for long anyway. Uh, he points the ship at the docking ring, roughly where he thinks the guys are going to be from underneath the ring. Okay programs the thrusters to fire 
in five seconds, and then he jumps out the airlock. He okay. wants to blow a hole through the ring and put them out into space. Okay. I uh, I actually know how to do this. Uh, you need to roll a body test for the ship, and I will roll a body body test for the station, uh, and that is essentially what's going to determine what happens here. Just want to see if we can crack that ring. Okay. What's the ship's body stat? Uh, the body for this shuttle is we one. We did plus one. No, this okay. isn't. This isn't your ship. This is this isn't our ship. I'm oh. not crashing our ship. <laughs> <laughs> You say that like we know that's something you wouldn't do, and it's really not. <laughs> it is. That's true. Uh, with a plus one, ten in total. All right. I rolled a 13. Uh, not a good roll. It is a, it is a space station. Uh, but on the bright side, the ship does just crash right into the ring. And while it doesn't rip the ring open, it certainly, ex- it certainly explodes. You see it just collapse into this a, a million pieces, like this implosion kind of occurs. No real fire, obviously, because it's in space. Everyone on the station, you feel as though an earthquake has just happened. Most of your systems are down. Uh, it's getting very cold on the station here and there. And there is just this massive impact. No one really, there's no like automated emergency warning or anything. All that kind of stuff is, is currently down, currently off. Uh, but those, any of you that have eyes on the promenade or anything like that, which would have been Callum and maybe even Nikki, uh, the two of you are near ish to each other. You just feel the entire, entire kind of promenade area shake. Freddie, Gwen, you're up in the vents. You, yeah. same thing. <laughs> Something has has happened. It's a little distant because you guys are all in the tower area. It's a little distant, but it's enough to reverberate throughout the station. And so, and once ag- not enough to knock the vents so out of that ceiling. Once again, Elvis will say, "We'll we'll finish on that and cut to Freddie and Gwen here with Elvis once more floating out of a ship that just exploded. It didn't rip. He's the a th- natural born world shaker. He, he really is. <laughs> we'll cut then to uh, to where Gwen, you're up first. You got a little bit ahead. Gwen, where are you headed? You're crawling through. You've just just seen Wesley. You're a little out of it. You've run away. You're on your own. You're in the dark. You're crawling through so these vents. What do you want to do? She doesn't have an exact destination in mind because she is panicked because Wesley is here and she knows that he brought a bounty hunter with him. Um, so she's just trying to get as far as way far away as possible. So she's kind of going with no sense of direction. Okay. Is there a place that you maybe were like maybe you would subconsciously be heading or just or are you just kind of climbing, crawling, etc.? I think at least for this round, she's just going as quickly as she can, as far away as she can. Okay. All and right. And the next round, when she starts to like chill out and gather her thoughts, she's going to probably try to start heading, figuring out where the ship is. Okay. Uh, high or low? Uh, high. Okay. Basically, I'm just determining if where you end up is. Is a, is a good thing or a bad yep. thing. Uh, yeah. So that's what determined. Um, okay. So you 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 climb into this vent uh, and you're kind of going off in these different directions. We're, we're just kind of doing a quick re- rewind here. And you look and you, you're on, you're on hands, and, hands and knees until you see this, this rusty kind of partially red painted uh, ladder where the, the rungs are, are kind of white and chipped. And you start kind of climbing. And you cl- and you start climbing, and you kind of look really quickly. You see off to the side there is a, a vent. You kind of peek your head out, and you realize all you've done is climb up one floor. You're on like the second floor of the promenade. You kind okay. of push the vent out, and as you do, 
you hear the sounds of, you know, gunfire coming from the promenade below. It doesn't look as though anyone's following you. You don't hear the sounds of anyone on the ladder. You look around up here on the second floor. You don't see the, the Wei Chen woman who gave the speech or her guards. They seem to have moved. I would say you are aware enough to know there are a couple shops up here. You're aware mm-hmm. enough to know the brig is up here. Uh, but uh, uh, but probably that's about it. So at that point, you haven't been discovered yet. Where would you go next? I think she would stay in the vents. Okay. Yeah. And is there as you're as you're continuing to climb, you see like you you can see that you can continue to climb upward. So the promenade is basically dead center of the the station. If you recall, think of like you know a crystal or a diamond mm-hmm. in the middle. And then there's the ring that goes around it. The tower is that diamond in the middle. The ring is the circle that goes around it. And you are a dead center. You know that going effectively up uh, would take you to some of the command decks. Uh, so the bridge mm-hmm. for the for the station, some of the, the corporate offices and, uh, and dormitories and things like that. Going down would take you more towards like the reactor, maintenance, engineering, stuff like that for the for the ship. Or for the station. What would help power, like going up or down would help power the the station back on? Well, it depends on what the problem is. You're not entirely sure. Uh, Obviously, the reactor room is what kind of fuels most of the power on the ship, but you're not sure if it's an issue of the reactor having been shut down or if somebody is in the bridge and is just somehow shutting down sort of dissemination of power throughout. So either way could potentially give you info, info, or it could potentially give you a solution. She'll head up just in an attempt to gather info. I don't know if she'd immediately jump out into the room or anything. Okay. But she'll look to see if there's people up here. Okay. So you'll start climbing. Uh, and you get back onto the ladder, and you just off you go. We'll cut then to Freddy really quickly. Freddy, you've, you're a, a couple minutes behind Gwen. You get into this consignment shop. You look around. You see the loosely fitted vent, uh, or maybe it's even just laying on the ground. Clearly, Gwen, this is the only place you could have gone. You climb mm-hmm. in. You're on your hands and knees for a little bit. And you crawl around until you see what looks like that red and white ladder uh, going up. Yep. Uh, real quick, is it okay if I was in the consignment shop and looked around for something to grab? Sure. What would you be looking for? Um, well, I gave up my knife, so if I can find something to replace that with, that would be fantastic. Okay. Uh, roll an observation check. Okay. I get an upper hand on these. Um, and that is a... Uh, yeah, that is a success. Okay. Uh, so we'll say... Uh, I mean, do you want a knife specifically? Uh, my ideal thing would be getting a knife, but I would also take like a wooden candlestick or like something like. I don't know if a not- wooden candlestick would be on the space station, but uh, we'll say, yeah, you can find you'll find what basically just looks like some. Um, we'll call it a cleaver. Freddie, you find a cleaver. Excellent. It's a whole collection of uh, of used cutlery. She's Honestly, it's like, not hard to believe you'd find a knife set in a casino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they give like them away. Running her fingers over the the blade and just sort of shakes her head at how like not sharp it is. Yeah. But she also isn't going to complain about it. Um, okay. And so she's going to fasten it in her belt um, and then go up okay. into the vent and go up the ladder. 
Okay. So you go up the ladder and you notice once more, it looks like there's a, there's a vent that has been hastily kind of re-put into place. You can tell that it's been opened recently. It's not kind of perfect. Maybe Gwen got out here. Pop your head out. You see the second level of the promenade. And it's about this time that you hear the sounds of gunfire. What would you like to do, Freddy? Well, I have absolutely no reason to believe that the gunfire it's right has anything you. to do with... Oh, well, okay. It's not firing at you, but you hear it right below you. Remember, you basically just went up. Remember, there's that whole yeah. balcony, second level of the promenade. You essentially just climbed up one. You popped out. And you, you can hear you're right along the walkway of the second level of the promenade. I will be nosy then. Okay. Uh, so do you, are you nosy in the sense that you crawl out? Or are you nosy in the sense that you're just kind of trying to peek from, from where you're at? The latter. Okay. Uh, well, since you're not getting out, you can roll an observation check. Uh, we'll call it against the odds, but I think you get upper hand, so it'll be yeah. straight normal for you. This is indeed uh. die hard. We have, <laughs> we have several John McClane's crawling around in events at this point. <laughs> uh. There can be only one John McClane. We're going to bring some Highlander into it. That's for Callum. That's for Mark. Get a little the classic Scottish film. <laughs> I love uh, Highlander. Little taste of home. That's a little <laughs> the authenticity. <laughs> uh, so because upper hand is just a straight roll, I got a seven. You want to exert yourself? Oh goodness! Sure, I'll live dangerously. I'll go down to. I don't even have to do damage to you guys. You just do it to yourselves. Okay. And that's a reroll, right? So No, you reroll one die per oh. heart you spend. Okay. Uh, that is better. That's a 12 for this observation. Okay. <laughs> you you kind of peek out and you like you, you stick your head out and you lift up and you can just barely get over the edge of the actual uh uh, of the of the walkway there's like the balcony railing and you can see the familiar kind of orange locks of Callum running into the darkness towards the lifts off to your right there's like you can you can only see it because there's some like crazy flashlight that's trying to to kind of catch him the light is coming down from the promenade you hear the sounds of gunfire you see Callum's head kind of disappear into the darkness you hear the sounds of sort of footsteps off to the left might be him. And then but you also hear a whole mess load of like heavy echoey boot, you know, kind of boot um, boot sounds coming from right below kind of where he was getting shot from. You would presume that there is a, a mob of Wei Chen thugs chasing after Callum. Oh. Off to your um. left, there are stairs that go down towards the first floor. And there's also a inactive uh, lift that that is not working currently due to the power loss. Can we say that when excuse me, when Callum was kind of running right under the vent, um, can Freddie have tried to like say something or like whistle or something to and okay. see if maybe he hears it, maybe he doesn't? Callum, roll an observation check. Seven. Okay. 
You uh, you are too busy being shot at and desperately looking for a way to go in the darkness. Unless you wanted to exert yourself, take some heart down while I'm shooting at you. Not sure that's a good idea at the moment. <laughs> you sure? You sure? <laughs> All right. Thanks for the offer. You hear, it's just it's drowned out from the shouts of the Wei Chen mob. That's that's okay. going over Callum. So Freddie kind of tries to do a whistle, but like not super loud. And mm-hmm. ah, damn, that didn't work. And so she's going to try to kind of follow where he went with the vent and see if she can, you know, kind of come to kind of a a point where their okay paths might cross. You come back into the vents, and you do see that there is this juncture that goes off in the direction you would imagine it might be. Kind of maintenance access in some way to the to the sh- to the lift shaft, like you might be able to get, but you don't necessarily know if there's going to be any kind of vent, uh, any other vent access. So you start crawling off in that direction, and it's taking over, and like eventually you'll get to the to the lift shaft, but uh, high or low on whether or not there's another one of these these little vent uh, access. Hi. Uh, sorry, three. That's a low. There is not. It just goes. It, this this vent, this path will take you right to the to the elevator shaft. Uh, but I'll say through the walls, you hear the sounds of uh, of boots running. On we'll say maybe the echo of of like the metal stairs that might go up towards the second level of the promenade. Okay, so I just to make sure I'm understanding correctly, I can exit where I am to get into the elevator, the elevator shaft. shaft. Yes. Gets, I'm going into the elevator shaft. Okay. You pop off into the elevator shaft. Uh, okay. We'll kick over back to Gwen really quick. Gwen, you said you're going up, right? All right. So you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing. Eventually you get up a couple levels. There's not the diamonds. We'll call it maybe about a dozen levels between bridge at the very top of the, uh, at the very top of the diamond and sort of the reactor room at the very bottom, there's probably about 12 in between promenades, like the middle two. And then there's a few others with dormitories and offices and other things like that. You, um, you climb up a few more levels and eventually you sort of pop, you, you find like a, another one of these, these, these shot, these, like, uh, these vent coverings and you kind of peek out. It's extraordinarily dark. Uh, and you can't really see anything. Do you have any lights on you? Uh, I think she has like a small flashlight, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you kind of flash this around a little bit, flash this around a little bit, and you see a little sign that basi- that, that says, you know, Isheron Corporate Dormitories in an arrow. Uh, I don't think that's... She's looking more for, like, the power control station. Okay, that's... So, again, the sort of reactor room area and stuff is all the way to the to the, to the the base. The bridge control and everything up to the top uh-huh. is sort of up to the top. So you might be able to try to get up to the bridge. Yeah, that's what she's going okay. for, is the bridge control. So you, you pop your head back in, and you continue climbing. Okay. We'll cut then over to Nikki. Nikki, you went back. You tried to help out Rocky... Uh, go ahead and, and roll that. Uh, I'll say at this point you can roll it uh, with uh, with uh, what's it called? Uh, upper hand as you try to pop open this door as you've done it already. Uh, savvy, right? Yeah, savvy's fine. That is an eight. Okay, so you're grinding away, grinding away, grinding away. Eventually, you pop like the hinge off. You move the door. 
And then you hear a click, and you feel a barrel on the back of your head in the darkness. Get busy living or get busy dying. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm doing a prison thing. Sorry, here. God, God damn it, Nikki. And it's the sound of Wilma Hopewell. Oh my goodness, what just happened in chat? Oh, Mark. Oh my goodness. Why are you being so nice? Wasn't me. I'm gonna feel really bad when I kill everyone here in a few minutes. <laughs> really, really Look, as long as Marv me. makes it out, it'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, that I can guarantee, unless Elvis needs to use that one too. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and I hope thank all of you, you all of you who just got a, a fancy gift sub, uh, thank uh, thank our good pal Mark here for that. Okay. But it's it's your birthday. We're supposed to give you gifts. You're not supposed to be giving that is other true. gifts. That is it's true. Not yet. <laughs> When it, let us know when the clock rolls Things over. Happen. Let us know when the clock rolls over. Okay. A few hours for you. Oh, is it still? Well, I know it's yeah. like it's only like four o'clock for us. So. Yeah, exactly. It's one October in the for all of us, I think, too. So we're singing from tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, first time chat. Hello, SoCal Dad. Uh, okay. So uh, you hear this. You hear the voice of Wilma Hopewell. Uh, the woman who put you in this brig. You've had some run-ins with her before. She is tough but fair. Uh, she has a reputation of being a, uh, a much better than like the, the head constable who's just a real son of a bitch. Uh, Wilma is uh, a much more reasonable person. But when she hears your voice, she just says, God damn it, Nikki. And she, you hear the, the, you know, the sort of the, the gun again that's kind of getting pulled away from your uh, from your neck, you can. She sort of she reholsters it at that point. It's like, how the hell did you get out of there? I honestly, the door just fell off. I I had nothing to do with it. Something, you know, it was shaken a, a lot. I, I you got to get your maintenance to to check these out because they're they're popping off. The hinges are just popping off. She's got a small light. She holds it up quickly to her face, like she's telling a Halloween scary story, and she has like the biggest. You're you're an idiot smirk on her face that you could possibly ever see. And she's like, I've come to let you two out anyway, but since you've already done it, that's fine. Come on, Rocky. And you can see the guy gets up, stretches, yawns, and he's sort of moving in a very methodical, meandering pace as he comes up. Uh, and um, she says, how much do you know about what's happening? Uh, I, I know the lights went out. I, I know it was getting kind of chilly. I, I feel like it's time to R-U-N-N-O-F-T. R-U-N-N-O-F-T? Run off. Oh, you didn't see that movie either. Okay, sorry. Like I said, I'm doing a prison thing. I'm doing a prison thing. Okay, okay. The rest of us are doing a hostage thing, okay? The Wei Chen's, they've got <laughs> oh, the whole damn oh. station. The Wei Chen's? Ooh, yeah. we should get out of here. We should help these people, is what we should do, Nikki. That's what we should do. We should help these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Where's all the credits stored right now? Credits are digital, you freaking... The power's well, you off. Know, the, you can't... The, the chips are still good, right? The chips, they're just, a, they're just storage for the digital currency. No, no, no big deal. I, I was just curious. I, I didn't know, you know... I'll tell yeah, you. Let's help people. Let's help people. I'll tell you what. You help me. I will clean this little arrest off your record, and I'll tell you what. I'll give you a. I'll give you a little reward. How about that? Uh, 
I just said I'd help people. So that sounds even better. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. I need to say 25,000. No, I, I don't think Ishiran is going to pay 25,000. No. You think that's a little low? <laughs> Nikki, look at my okay, face. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss details after. I, I know you're good for it. It's not coming out of my pocket. We need to get up to the bridge. We need to see who's in control. We need to get control back of the station, get the lights on, the environmental systems, the lift. We got We need eyes. We need ears. We need communications. Yeah, can I get my comms back? I could talk to my team. They don't work. Someone's jamming the signals. That makes sense. You know, hostage situation. That's what I'd be. That's what I would do first thing. Yeah, makes sense. You've thought about taking hostages before, Nikki? No, no, no. I, I was just saying it's smart. Personal it's smart, experience? Yeah. You've, you've, you've taken hostages before? I've been in hostage situations, you know, where like the police hold you hostage until you give them bail money and then you run away. No, that's called being under arrest. It's same thing. Semantics. All right. So let's get to the bridge. Okay. And she's like, well, follow me. Give me a boost. And so she like, she tries to push you into the corner of the, of this, this security, the security office. She kind of gets you down into a boot and like, you know, you're, you're kneeling down and she climbs on top of your back. And you can see she's trying to open up a panel, like this little hidden panel. She slides away some ceiling tiles, and you see there's a little hatch, like this little – she grabs his handle, and she pulls down, and you hear a – you see this ladder. She kind of pulls down as well, kind of bumps your head with it, not gentle at all. And you can tell there's, there's probably some intention there. And then she starts climbing up. So, like, don't take this the wrong way, but – you're a big lady. Maybe I should do this next time. You hear the sound of her gun coming out of the holster once more and clicking. I'm sorry, Nikki. Do you want to say that again? I, I was asking, are we bringing Rocky with us or is he free to go? Where the hell is he going to go? If he wants to go out, if you want to go out into the promenade, Rocky, you can go out into the promenade. And he just says, like, kind of yawning. No, I'll come with you guys. It's fine. Okay. Three of us. All right. So uh, since we're losing Steven, Nikki climbs up. Now he's in the vents. Everyone's taking a turn. We're cut back to Callum. Callum, you're being chased. You just got shot. <laughs> She's gravity friendly. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, so Callum, you just got shot. You get to the end of this this hallway. It's dark. You feel the lights kind of coming from behind you. You see your shadow suddenly appear on the lift doors. You know the lifts aren't working. Off to your left, you see staircases going up to the second level. What do you want to do? How many are chasing me? You look back, and you can see at least four. Four? Mm-hmm. Popular. Ah, uh, right. So there's only the left and the stairs, yeah? Uh, there's there's the stairs, which is to the left, or you could try to pry the lift doors open oh. if you want, but that's going to take some time. And they do have guns, which I think uh, are yeah, ranged those weapons. Muscle, which it might be. Uh, I'll, check uh, with, I'll check with Aaron on that. I'm the only one who took muscle, Jeff. <laughs> they are. They are. They okay, are. see, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> the more you know. Mm. Um, fuck, man. So head for the, obviously head for the stairs, but... Is there anything around Callum could use to stop them? So we're not like just talking about either right. distract them okay. or 
right next to the stairs, you see like this metal tin trash can. Yeah, it's the trash can. Okay. Put me a, a fire extinguisher and I just fucking shoot it. Um, Let's see. High or low? Uh, high. Okay. Yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, you get up to the top of the stairs, and there is what looks to be some sort of kind of fire canister, this old school fire fire canister, right? Uh, right at the top of the stairs, you can see that there is an arrow kind of pointing off into this dark hallway that seems to security offices. And then off to your left, as you get to the top of the stairs, continues the balcony that extends around the, the, the promenade. And so kind of looking down. Right, the four of them are coming up after me. Then I throw the uh, uh, fire extinguisher towards them and shoot it when it's near them. Okay, uh, I'll tell you. So you're you're standing at the top of the stairs. You yank the extinguisher off the wall. You throw it down, and you're and it's kind of stumbling down the stairs. Comes to a rest right as they you can see the lights kind of moving of the flashlights as they're chasing. You hear them shouting, like, "You better get back here! Don't!" You're, we're gonna kill you. You're dead. You're fucking dead. And then they come out from behind, and that's right when you pull the trigger. Go ahead and roll your savvy test to try to shoot. Two weeks from that is an eleven. <laughs> the fire extinguisher has a wife and kids. <laughs> he knew what it was getting into. Just, just okay. trying to just get his kids through college. College. <laughs> That's our life. We always say this. Just is why to get, get pensions. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, so roll a third. Uh, roll a third d6. Because uh, did you did you do your normal attack or did you just roll your savvy test? Sorry. Normal attack. All right. Roll another d6. As we'll um, treat this like a combat. Uh, we'll keep just like a combat. Okay. Roll. Then it's two. Okay. Uh, and I'll say because the fire extinguisher is so you'll, get, you'll take two damage just for you'll, you'll do two damage just from the shot. But then I'll say. On top of that, the fire extinguisher explosion will do uh, another four damage. So it'll be a total of like six damage as this thing explodes uh, right as they start coming up the stairs. Now, the way that um, mobs work, this is what this is, is that a mob has a size. The size right now is four. So each attack that does four plus damage to a mob reduces the mob's size by one. So as this thing explodes... One of those, one of those four, effectively gets the worst of it, and then like, you know, chunks of metal just like kind of rips through what looks like their 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 the front of them. Their their face gets kind of gets coated in this, this sort of a uh, this sort of shrapnel like feel. That to makes Callum feel bad. And he just falls on the ground like, sorry. Uh, and then the the other three, you can see like they kind of dip off to the side. There's now there's like kind of this mist forming from the explosion, uh, but. In a moment, they start running up the stairs. As you as you hear the guy rolling around the ground, going, go, go, get him. Uh, Calm. Uh, they're going to go ahead and take a shot at you. Uh, I'm going to give them against the odds because they're kind of firing through this mist uh, that's now forming because of the exploded, uh, uh, the exploded fire extinguishers. I'll give them against the odds. Man, I am rolling so well. <laughs> Everyone's rolling well. Uh, get rid of that five. No, no. <laughs> uh, uh, it's only going to be three points of damage, uh, but that's even with against the odds. As, what was with your rule? What, uh, what's that? Because I might want to spend the heart here. What? How much? What was your rule? Because I might want to get rid of the. Uh, so I rolled. Uh, I rolled three fives and a three. Actually, no, that's not right. I could have done five damage to you. Never mind. I did five damage to you because five plus yeah. three is eight. Oh, so no. Five damage to you. It's even better. Oh no. So go ahead and roll. <laughs> 
Well, you can roll a heart. You can, roll, you can use a heart to. Yes, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> because I'm a So I'll move the five off. So I got rid of the five. So I got a five, a three, and a two. So that's two points of damage. That's that is better. Mesa. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a little more palatable. Okay. Uh, yeah. Are you, what are you down On the plus side, I only need one more blues. I'm down to two heart. I okay. need one more blues and then I can. So you've got this long, dark security hallway right ahead of you. You've got this what's this this sort of promenade balcony off to your left that you can run around. But event- and eventually, if you run about 30 feet, you'll be able to look down at the food court below where everyone's being held hostage. What do you want to do? Wait, how many of them are there in total? Because if four ran after me, how many were down in the food court? Uh, I will tell you that mechanically speaking, there were three mobs. So one of the mobs chased after okay. you. There's still two more mobs right. down there. Okay, so okay. Uh, and how wide is the walkway? Are they all? Uh, the walkway. Come at me at once? It's it's a balcony, so it's you know probably about eight to ten feet in width. Yeah, there's a couple other shops well, and stuff up here as well, and other offices and things. Just heading for whatever I can uh, dive into. Then I need some cover. Okay, so you just want to try to dive in and hide. Okay, uh, yeah. roll a savvy test as you run off and just try to hide. Oh, that is twelve. Twelve. Okay. I will roll then observation as they get up here. They look around. They look down like they, they flash the light down the long, dark hallway that goes to the security offices. They don't see any signs of you there. It's a pretty much a straight shot. And then they kind of look off and they start running. You hear the sounds of their boots. Uh, you rolled a 12, right? It makes you feel any better. I basically have to roll two sixes to be able to see you, which I almost did. <laughs> I rolled a six and a five. I was going to say, it almost makes me feel almost bad. Did. <laughs> it was 6 to 5. That's 11. Uh, so you hear you hear them stop out in front of the, kind of the office. And you're in what, what just seems like some kind of, uh, we'll, we'll call it like a, like a like almost like a travel agency, someone who books passage on, on various uh, sort of shuttles. And you're just in this dark office. You're underneath the, uh, you're doing the classic underneath the, the desk type of situation. You hear the sounds of the boots slowly echoing on the tile on the metal tile as it comes into the office you see the lights kind of flashing around you feel the boots kind of getting really close to the desk and they're like looks like they're right about to get you and you hear someone else say he ain't in here let's keep going and they, they turn around and they start jogging back out and you hear them running further down the balcony of the promenade you have a momentary reprieve Okay, uh, let's see who we're we gonna go to next. Uh, Freddie, you popped into the. You guys are all over the place. This is crazy. You guys are in the lift, uh, El- yeah. uh, Freddie. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see that the. You don't see any signs of the actual carriage uh, of the lift anywhere. It just looks like a straight dark shot downwards, straight dark shot upwards. There are ladders on the side of the interior of the shaft for climbing up maintenance ladders. So it's not sort of difficult for you to to traverse this. Do you have a light on you? Honestly, probably not. Okay. So it um, is it is effectively pitch black in here. Uh, so you don't see those things I just said. Uh, but, uh, hey, that's fun. <laughs> um, I, like, I'm trying to think of, like, maybe I would have had one. But if I'm being honest, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. You stop by the consignment shop. Uh, high or low? High. 
I rolled a six. I've rolled so many sixes. Today. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, we'll say in addition to the cleaver, we'll say you found some sort of really small mini uh, kind of digital flashlight that, you know, it's some like rechargeable Perfect. lithium battery type of thing. It's not very big, uh, but it's enough to give you a little bit of light. But okay. again, you shine it down and it does not hit anything. You know that okay. there's 12 levels. You're in kind of in the middle two. And then you look up. Nothing. Now, when Callum was running, he ran past a closed lift door. So you don't know this, that. No, this is the no, I'm just kidding. This is the lift. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So from where I am, would I have heard that big explosion of the fire extinguisher? That's very fair. Um sure. We'll say yes. Okay. Given that, knowing that I saw Callum running from bad guys, then I would want to see if I can maneuver myself to try to open those okay. lift doors. Uh, that's going to be a muscle test. That is what I thought it might be. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know if anything's going to help with this. Uh, that's... Uh, unfortunately, as a seven, I'm going to go ahead and spin a heart Okay. to re-roll the three. To tee yourself up for, for knocking on heaven's door later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, no, I did worse. It's a six. No, it's a five. Sorry. Five total. Okay, five total. You, you don't have any crowbar. You don't have any tools. You're trying to to sort of physically pry the doors open, and it's just not working. There might be, you think, somewhere around here, there might be some kind of emergency uh, emergency mechanism in here, similar to what El- uh, Elvis was using last time to try to open some of those. Uh, so you could roll an observation check, maybe, see if you can That's spot something much like that. More up Freddy's alley. Yes, <laughs> the door is real nice. That is a twelve. So, um, so That's yeah, you're, all I needed last time. you're hanging on the ladder, you get your arm kind of looped and you're just sort of shining the flashlight every which direction you see under kind of like underneath in the bottom right hand corner of where the lift, uh, cutout would open where the doors would open. You do see there is a kind of some kind of junction box, get down there, open that up. It's just a, just a freaking harpy's nest worth of like wires and fittings and things like that it looks like whoever whoever is like the engineer of the station has probably been working on a station for a while and they have their own system right (laughs) none of it really makes sense to anybody but this engineer uh so if you want i'll give you a second try this time uh savvy to try to make sense of this and see if you want to try to open it up mechanically oh that's a seven just can't doors are not opening melissa sorry oh my Gosh. Okay. Uh, spending another heart. Jeez. It's going to be so easy later when I actually I know, right? Try to hurt you all. Come on. There we go. That's a 12. Okay. You managed to get in, kind of pull on mess around with some of the some of the what looks like it's not so much power, it's more like just sort of like this sort of pneumatic process and you just use this charging switch and eventually you kind of pry and pump the doors open to the point where you can reach your arm in and just kind of push the way. Now, they do make a little noise uh, as they mm-hmm. open. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't, though, look like there's anyone immediately outside as fortunately for you, 
failing the muscle test probably helped you uh, because there was a, a body rolling around out here. But by the time you open it up, it doesn't look like that person who had suffered the explosion is still out here rolling around on the ground. Uh, but you do see these little bits of, of like metal extinguisher all over the place. There's the sort of smell of O2, whatever it is, in the air. Uh, and you can see down the line towards the promenade. And in the distance, there are some lights because they did have some lights out by the food court. And you can see there's still some shadows and stuff down there. What do you want to do? Uh, so I would like to find somewhere to um, like a, a side room to get off the hallway. Okay, so you can step listen. off and remember immediately off to the right are the stairs that go up to the second second story. If you go any further without going up the stairs, you're getting closer to going back towards the food court. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out where Callum is. Not that I actually know where he is, but um, I will try to go up the stairs. Okay. Go up the stairs. You see the dark hallway that goes towards, like with the sign that says security offices, off to your left along the balcony, the second story of the promenade. There are all sorts of other offices and things like that. You hear voices far down at the end of that balcony, which kind of swoops around to the other side of the food court. So you don't see anyone up here, but you do hear the sounds of distant voices kind of shouting as if they're looking for someone. Okay. Then I want to dip into the first office that I find because I want to kind of just, I want to listen. Okay. Roll an observation test. is a 12. Okay. You step into this office for a travel agency. You see very recent blood droplets on the ground. You see a kind of a smear of a, a small smear of a hand that's right near the desk. Someone, someone bleeding has been in here very, very recently. Callum, you hear footsteps again inside of the travel agency office. Who could that be? Get ready to shoot them. Okay. Go ahead and roll that savvy test. They both get out, shoot each other. They're both dead. Oh, tragic. We win. Okay. Now, Callum would lately smell the spices coming off of uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you walk around with you just like smells pepper like pepper spray <laughs> right exactly you smell like pepper spray yeah freddie is that you <laughs> freddie her own pepper spray it's a water bottle that she puts pepper in water <laughs> her in own personal spray. so just to speed things along i'm gonna say yeah. that's that's we're gonna say that's true freddie has an odor about her and you do smell it callum and as Ooh, you yeah, obviously Callum's getting hungry then. As you peek out from behind the desk, Callum, you see Freddie. Freddie, you see Callum, and we will cut away. All right. Elvis, you've just exploded a shuttle on the ring. Did not take the ring out completely, but you look up, you can definitely see it's damaged the ring. You make it back. Are you going back into the you know, back into the station as well? He's he's actually gonna Fire his the vac suit uh, uh, repulsors there, the little the retro rockets, and try to angle himself towards the next ship on the docking ring. Okay, uh, high or low? 
Let's go high. You see the Belafonte. Well, who knew? I was going to go home after all. Uh, Wally is going to be so excited. He's got, he has no idea what's coming. And I head over to the Belafonte. Okay. To the exterior airlock there. Uh, yeah, you know your ship well. There's probably other ways in. You find it. No hacking needed. Perfectly easy. And you, 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 you enter into the, you're onto the Belafonte. No issues. So first thing he does is look to see if they've already been on the ship and placed their little explosive device on it. So you know where to look. You go over towards where uh, the Belafonte is connected via the extended umbilical of the docking wing, and you do, in fact, see another one of those devices, those explosive devices. It's not triggered currently, meaning it's not like actively counting down. You would probably piece together. It goes off once somebody tries to enter onto the ship or exit the ship. Hey, Wally, you on the ship anywhere? Did you go, uh, you on the station? Wally! And you hear the sounds of something kind of fumbling and stumbling. You go to check it out, and you can see Walter is climbing out of what looks like a big old cargo box. And he's like, Elvis? That was very smart. That was some very smart thinking there, Wally. I'm here to tell you, you gotta know when to hide, you know? And you know, you clearly know when to hide. Listen. Bad, bad, bad things are going on right yeah. now. So there's an explosive here at the door. I'm going to take it off. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's it, cli- not it starts climbing back into the box. But yeah, yeah. The, it's not a bit. Listen, the- whatever you do, do not decouple from the docking ring and try to fly the Belafonte away because there are a couple of ships out there that are blowing everything out of the sky. Yeah, they I wasn't Very gonna, rude bastards. I never thought about leaving you. I, I, it never even crossed my mind. Also, because I'm, I'm assuming you've already figured out that the security lockouts that I've got on the ship are pretty tight, and I'm fairly certain that you can't crack them. I'm just 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 spitballing here. No, Wally, it's just because I know? didn't want to leave you all. Like you're, just, you know, you, you, my friends. You know, you know, Wally, you're a good, you're a good so and so. Your percentages, they're going through the roof. I'm here to tell you, Wally, through the roof. I still now, listen. We need to talk about. Never later. Later, later. We'll get all back. The rest of the crew potentially are being held hostage by the Wang Chungs or the Wei Chens or whatever they're calling themselves these days. (laughs) I don't know, but could be the Wu Tangs. I just don't know, Wally. But keep your head down. Um, Stay hidden. In fact, I think that's probably for the best. Stay hidden. However, we do have to check one thing. Ship comms. Can you actually calm any of the other ships on the docking ring? I I try to communicate with the station. Uh, yeah, the station's out. The station's out. Can we communicate with any other ship on the docking ring? Uh, I didn't try that, but let's let's just put out a quick. No, actually, let's not do that because I don't want the guys out there off the docking ring coming after the Belafonte. We need to keep the Belafonte nice and quiet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this explosive device off the ship and then i'm gonna i'm gonna hustle down to the next ship you may hear a loud noise come before too long if there is explosive decompression and the ring becomes compromised at that point decouple the umbilical and just sort of drift away but don't put any power to the ship's engines it just got to kind of float away uh uh okay <laughs> not sure he got by the way that. also put a vac suit on oh no take this vac suit and he but- takes off the vac suit from uh from the Rosses, uh, and he's like, you wear this one. I don't want anybody to think that you don't have a high-class vac suit from a very high-class ship. I'm going to put on my old vac suit. Okay, 
He goes to put the helmet on. He puts it on backwards. Oh, yeah, I can't. What's the fire is not working? Oh, oh, there, there it is. Okay. You're looking good, Wally. Oh. Cut, let, here, couple that in there. Yeah, don't turn on the oxygen unless you actually have to use it, though. Okay. And Elvis gets in the other back suit and takes the explosives off the door. It's like he's trying to be fine, Wally. He's like, but, You're fine. But, 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 <laughs> remember, no power to the ship. But if everything goes explodey, still no power but, to the ship. Just decouple but, from the umbilical and but, float away. But, and then zippity zip. No. I got things to do, Wally. Elvis goes off. Walter keeps trying to say something. You just go off. You take the you take the explosives. Uh, I'll say you know how to do it at this point. Uh, I I think you can you can do it easily enough, and you're able to get this sort of explosive pack. What do you want to do? What, what, what's what's next with your plan here? So now I'll move back onto the docking ring because okay. I'm assuming those guys are far ahead of me yeah. now. You peek out. Dark. So I'm going to move along, and I'm looking at the viewports. I'm looking for a ship that either looks like it was uh, a patrol craft or, you know, um, an armored free trade or something that might have a little bit of punch to it, or even a mining ship with a mining laser on it. Okay. I mean, definitely you're going to find a mining ship at some point, for sure. Uh, so there's uh, plenty of, like, these. there's ice rings nearby, and there's a lot of mining mm-hmm. that kind of goes along. There's ice rings. Uh, so, yeah, you can definitely find that. They will have mining lasers. Probably not, like, intentional weaponry, but could be. Uh, it's all right. I don't need intentional weaponry. I can make <laughs> do with accidental weaponry. It's my forte. Okay. Uh, so It's my forte. <laughs> I'll say we've rolled. You've rolled enough at this point to kind of hack and hack out. That I, I, I think it's it's trivial at this point for you to to sort of hack onto these systems and then to sort of the, to sort of de defuse some of these uh, some of these explosives. So I think you're able to kind of go through, get onto the next one. This time though, when you get onto that mining ship, you do hear voices. This is not an empty ship. Now, do they sound like Wei Chin voices? I mean, do I hear? You hear people arguing about, uh, you know, something, and like, like they're yelling at each other, like, "No, get that one, you!" You just hear them kind of yelling, like very angrily at one another, almost as if they're kind of half um, muzzled in some way. How many voices? Two. Okay. Elvis will try to sneak in to see what the situation is before uh, he. Okay. Uh, if you don't want them to see you, go ahead and roll. Actually, we'll roll over your savvy test. Uh, you had a okay. stealth test before. Just that. Uh, so you sneak up and you see in kind of the middle of what looks like some. Uh, it basically looks like a like a common room. There's like a like a kitchen booth. Uh, it's not a table so much as there's a booth, uh, and you can see there's a handful of these like cabinets with these sort of piloting you know ribbons to keep stuff from falling off it, and you can see that there are two people uh, that have been kind of anchored, like they've been strapped down within the booths. Well, hey there. It looks like you're having a pretty rough day, too. Get, hey, hey, help us, help us. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming here. Let me get that gag off of you there. Hey, listen, quick question. Yeah. And this is very important. You're a mining ship, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Now, is your mining laser, is that a firm point or is it on a turret? Uh, it's on a turret. Yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Is it a belly turret or is it a uh, is it uh, uh, up top? It's on the roof. Parcel? All right, that's fantastic. Okay, hit now. Hit so bad things are potentially going to happen pretty soon. So, um, well, by the way, uh, I'm going to use your mining laser to uh, vent the docking ring here. 
to cause it to go into some explosive decompression because there's some bad guys in there. They're putting explosives here. See this explosive? It was rigged to the door of your ship. So as soon as anybody opened it, your ship was going to explode. I took it off for you. I've been taking them off all the ships as I go around the ring. But Slow down. Let's just so, go through these things one at a time. You want to really use my time, laser to decomp... They're going to track they, it back to us. Isheron's not going to let... They're going to pull our contract. Oh, no, no, no. That, see, that, I'm I'm duly deputized by uh, Warren Banker because the entire, the entire station has been taken over by the Wei Chen. So we're attempting to stop them before they destroy the whole station. So, uh, yeah, my name is Jethro Lipowitz. I'm a deputy... Of 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 Warren Baker's, so uh, it's all okay. What we're doing here, so it's 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 like a counter a counter offensive against these these bad. I mean, you saw they came in and they tied you up. So I'm gonna fire the mining laser. We're gonna de we're gonna explosively decompress the the docking ring so the bad guys who put the explosives on die or get sucked out outside, preferably sucked outside because I'd like to get a hold of one of them. Uh, and then I'm going to go to the next ship, and I'm going to take the explosives off. At that point, I strongly suggest that you attempt. Well, probably you oughtn't attempt anything. You should probably just kind of stay on your ship. But if the bad guy's ship start coming to start opening fire on you, you might want to try to get the hell out of Wait, here, okay? No, we're not getting fired. Do not do anything that gets us fired on. We Okay, yeah. No. So fortunately for me, all I did was take your gags out. You're still kind of tied up. So... I'm gonna go ahead and do it. And do I'm not apologize. I know it's a, it's a do terrible not. thing. Do not. They're gonna oh, do, zip it. Oh, oh, I gotta go. And he goes up to fire the mining laser at the at the docking ring. Okay. All right. I okay. It's gonna happen. That's what you want to do. It's gonna happen. You go. You fire the you fire the laser. It takes a little time. It's like this, this this continuous laser. It's just kind of cutting through, cutting, cutting, and eventually you do, in fact, breach the uh, the exterior of the, the docking ring. Explosive decompression does, in fact, occur. You see the venting uh, of gases out into space, but then you see what was once just a simple kind of cut turn into this sort of rupture as all of this that free-flowing cargo that had been kind of drifting in the zero-g environment of the ring just starts smashing and smashing and eventually the ring just loses like about you know an eighth of its ch- you know a chunk of uh, of its of its exterior uh, exterior wall it causes the ship because it's you, you exploded it right next to kind of where this ship is coupled to kind of start shaking at this point and I'll say since you're not necessarily right next to where the WHNs were, uh, you will uh, you don't you're not sure if that it actually caused any de- you know it caused any of them to kind of go flying about. You're not sure. You remember they did have like the mm-hmm. uh, the Night boots boots. on, but it could have broken their legs or something like that uh, from the explosive decompression. However, you're on, like you're firing the laser. Well, you're firing a laser, so that's a kind of a different station. That's not necessarily at the at the main bridge station. So something happens. Uh, I won't say what. <laughs> I'll say something actually happens. Okay. Uh, so then, let's go over to let's go over to Gwen. Gwen, you climb up even further. You get out. You've been climbing for a while now. You've gone up as so many so many so many floors. You pop the vent open. You look out. And you do see, as you peek around, you get your flash, flashlight going. You see there's a couple bodies on the ground. You can hear the sounds of voices shouting kind of down the hall. 
you see a sign on the wall, kind of points to the bridge. You see a sign on another wall, counts, sort of points to sort of station supervisor's office, kind of goes off in the different direction. You've reached what you think is the highest floor in the tower. And there's nobody in this current room that I'm in? It's not a room. It's like a kind of a, a hall. Okay. Um. Yeah, she's going to try and sneak towards the bridge. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a, uh, a savvy test. Okay, so you pop out and start carefully sneaking. I only have two two hearts, so I'm terrified. Okay. (laughs) That's a shame. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, they did pass our observation test, but comparatively speaking, they could not see you. You, you, Are you going towards the bridge or are you going towards the, uh, the, the station supervisor's office? Which way am I hearing most talking coming from? By the bridge. Okay, then I'd probably go to the supervisor's office then. Okay. Because Gwen's a little bit of a coward. Okay. You go over towards the supervisor's office. You see that the door is open. It's a sort of slide door. It's been kind of pulled out uh, from the socket of the door itself. It's open. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, you don't see any people around. Uh, there is what looks like smeared blood on the walls, bullet holes. Uh, it doesn't look like the. it's like extremely recent, uh, like likely this blood might have been one of the, you know, one of the, one of the first uh, to kind of get uh, smeared on one of the many walls in the station. Mm-hmm. You peek inside. Uh, you see, uh, do you, you, I assume you have your light out eventually. You're trying to be careful with it at first. Uh, but yeah. you do see like rolling around, like on the ground itself, on its side, there was some kind of like, like PDAT, like hand, handheld terminal that is giving a little bit of light into the room, but not a ton. But you can see a very large, glassy, uh, glassy desk in kind of an L shape. You see what looks like some sort of kind of couch, very modern looking, handful of shelves and tchotchkes on the wall. You see there's a viewing point that goes out into space. You can see, uh, you know, kind of stars for days, right? Uh, and you can see in the uh, in the chair uh, behind the uh, behind the desk. Like the like, it's a, this tall ladder back kind of executive chair. It's been spun around and it's kind of looking out that window. Uh, is anybody sitting in that chair? Because uh, what Gwen's gonna look for is she's gonna look for like keys or like override cards or anything. Okay, you go inside because uh, that's the only way you'd be able to get that info. Take a couple steps inside as you start to sneak around the side of the uh, that L shaped desk. You do notice there is, in fact, someone sitting in that desk. However, they don't appear to have any problems with you as they are uh, no more. As you can see, mm-hmm. as you get close, there's bullet holes outside the back uh, of the, the ladder back chair. And you can see there's a big old wet chunk of red. When you spin it around, you recognize the station supervisor, Norman Everest. Uh, is this uh, sort of uh, Isheron executive? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see that his personal consoles of you know, and, and his desk has sort of been ransacked to some degree. You don't see any, as you kind of go through his things, someone's already beat you to it. Uh, Gwen wants to kind of like look around and see if she can tell what they were looking for or like get some sort of idea by like what's scattered around on, on top of his desk and such. 
Uh, it's very clean. It's very modern. Most everything is digital. Uh, and this, or this, on his comms if they're still there. Uh, there's like a, a broken sort of personal, like it's like a tablet basically. Okay. That, and it's kind of a, a, a ruptured screen and there's just the light that's kind of coming out. Um, but whatever they were looking for, they've taken. Got it. Okay. So, But you would imagine the only reason you'd come to the supervisor station's office is to get wholesale access to the station somehow. So that's likely what they've done. Got it. Okay. They're planning for fjords. Um, is there a different series of events that she could get up in here that could possibly lead her over the um, bridge? No, I think we've done the. I think we've exhausted the We're done. situation here. <laughs> I think. I think if you want to get on the bridge, you're walking down that hallway. Okay. I never got a try in the vents. <laughs> Calum's the um. only one who stayed out of the vents. <laughs> hey, the vents weren't my idea. That was the NPC bringing it up. That's fair. <laughs> Um, I think Gwen is hang around and see if uh, the voices start to leave the bridge. Okay. Or quiet down. Uh, How long are you waiting around? Mm, Ten ten minutes. All right. Say ten minutes go by. They do not. Okay. Uh... She'll try and get a little closer to see, get a head count, uh, but she wants to like sneak up. Roll over your stealth test as you get up to the large double doors that have been forcefully opened. You can Mm -hmm. see that there are lights on, actual lights on in the bridge. You look inside, there's this, this upper level with all these consoles that kind of wrapped around. It's got a very, it's kind of got kind of an oval shape. On the bottom of that oval, the double doors open up onto the bridge. You can see at the far end of that room, there's this large viewing port. You can see on the upper on the upper levels, there's a couple consoles built into the walls with these anchored swing chairs that are kind of pulled out. There's a handful of people you can see that are against one of the walls that are bound, gagged. A couple bodies on the ground as well that look like they were shot. You can see that there are several uh, Wei Chen folk in here, including... Uh, the woman who gave that friendly little speech, and also the very large, muscular uh, man that you would probably recognize as as her brother. So it's Hu and Han of the Wei Chen family are up here. Um, there are a handful of folks that appear to be kind of working on some of the consoles up here, and they're just kind of patiently waiting. Uh, but that's about it. So that's a lot more people than uh, Gwen would deal with. Or you'd, probably, to. you'd probably count that up here, there's the sort of the in terms of in terms of the game mechanics, uh, uh-huh. there are uh, two marks and there are two goon or two uh, two mobs, two marks and two mobs. Okay, yeah, no. Uh... As you go to back away, you feel something on your neck, and you hear like the gun just sort of like trigger a bit. But then you hear Nikki's voice as Nikki, you're standing with. Hope, with Wilma Hopewell just a couple feet and you recognize as Wilma like reaches down puts the gun back into the back of Gwen's neck you recognize Gwen oh hey Gwen we're doing a hostage thing and as the voice echoes you see everyone on the bridge or nah, I assume you're whispering I assume you're whispering <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gwen just kind of like motions to lead you back into the supervisor room like away from where all those people are so that we can oh, talk a little, bit, yeah. a little bit more freely. Okay. So you all 
go down the hall. Nikki, Gwen, uh, Wilma Hopewell, and Rocky. You're in the citizenship advisor uh, office. You can see Wilma's looking down at the the body of Norman Everest. She's got, you know, a sad look on her face. But she says, "Eh, I've had better supervisors, but you didn't deserve this. I guess uh, guess I'll have to write his wife. Ex-wife, I guess, but whatever. I don't think he had any kids. So. Uh, So, there's a a lot of people up on the bridge, and that's where clearly things need to be dealt with, but it's it's who and Han are up there. Who's on first? <laughs> uh, what? Wilma, how many guns can you get us? Well, let me count. I can get you one, uh, and then I'll take it. She pulls yeah, out. I reach out for it. Little Derringer. I can get. That's two. And as you try to reach her gun, you put your hand on it. She looks you dead in the eye. Get your hand off my gun, Nikki. I I thought you were offering. Thought you were offering. And she's got this tiny little like little pea shooter. This little derringer. This seems more your size. She pushes it in your hand. I'll be honest. It kind of is. Yeah. Kind of but you know, it, it pats you. It's on about the knowing how to work it. <laughs> okay. That's what I can get you. Uh yeah. Gwen, how many guns did they have? A lot. They had, like, assault rifles. All right, so... Who and Han? Boy? What? Yeah. They're they're on the bridge. Yeah. They're the children of the Wei Chen family. You've already killed the youngest son of the McGregor family, one of the crime families out here in the Rim, You've already killed uh, uh, Edgar, Be- oh, no, Edgar no, Bennett. The pigs killed. No, the pigs. Come on. We didn't do that. We just watched. You, yeah, let's be honest. If you were getting charged, anyways. <laughs> I, think you would, I think you would get charged for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you also killed Edgar. So, you know, three for three, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Or four for four. What do you want to do? Can we get back to the Belafonte and fly out of here? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Wilma says, Nikki, you said you're going to help these people. Reward and all that. We, we might need outside help. You are outside help. We're definitely outside. Listen, I had 12 security personnel. As far as I know, there's two of us left alive. There's me and there's that drunken windbag... Warren down somewhere in, in the in the promenade, not doing a damn thing. So, congratulations. And she makes like a Catholic sign, you know, <laughs> you're deputized. Yeah, Wilma, I, I think you really wanted that to be like inspirational or motivational. And I think you, you, you maybe we should have recorded that or you could have workshopped it a bit. That was really demotivational. Nikki. Do I look like I'm trying to motivate you? 
And she doesn't. She she does not look like she's trying to motivate you. <laughs> we can give you a lift on the Belafonte. There are two dozen people down on the promenade, innocent folk, some scumbags, sure, but plenty of innocent folk down there. If you all were still trapped down there, I'm sure you would want someone to come help you. Do you have any idea what they came here for? It's a Nishiran station. It's corporate stuff. The Wei Chens, the Bennets, the McGregors, they're always trying to get their hands on our data. You know how it is. Got all these these different uh, these different shipping lanes. We got priority we got priority transport. Isseron's been doing deep space scouting, finding new mining locations here and there. The Wei Chens want to get their hand on it. That's all it is. Something to to help fund and fuel and inform their piracy. That's all this is. This is about money. Mm. This is pretty bold, though. Even for them. All right. I mean, they they so cut each thinking. other, not us. Uh, has anyone here seen Star Wars? I swear to okay. God, Nikki. So, uh, Wilma, you're going to be Chewy. We're going to put you in these fake handcuffs, right? And I'm going to get the gun, and we're going to march you onto the bridge like you're our prisoner. Nikki, are you I trying to? Are you turning on me? I don't think. No, so, no, no. We won't actually lock the handcuffs, but we'll get up to to the 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 brother and sister. Uh, who, uh, I, who I will, who I will arrest, uh, subdue, subdue. Yes. <laughs> you are going to subdue someone. Well, yeah, I just got to, you just got to get me close enough, you know, and then I'll be able to hold him at gunpoint, you know? Yeah. So you're going to take me in there. You're going to hand me over. No, and- no, no. Y- you'll have fake handcuffs on and you'll have, uh, this little pea shooter here uh, so that you can help subdue. Subdue who? So you're going to put fake handcuffs on me, which we don't have. I'm sure we can like... I have these real handcuffs and she kind of pulls how she does actually have real handcuffs. Okay, Okay, we'll we'll use those. We just won't lock them all the way. We're going to go into the bridge and then you're going to hand me over to Wei Chan Hu and then What? Then we subdue who? So. See, but the issue is. What about a, her brother? What about the goons? Well, he's not going to shoot at her when we got her subdued, right? You he, know, he it, doesn't even use they've guns. They've got hostages. We'll take our own hostage. He's a pit fighter. He just rips people's faces off. I, I'm saying we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta reverse the tables. You know, we we take a hostage. They have a hostage. It does balances out everyone i think i have this strange feeling that this plan's not going to work but you know what you gotta trust me i'm lucky you know what nikki you should have been dead so many times so long ago and somehow you're still alive that's what i'm saying so i'll i'll listen to what you're saying here but in the back of my head and by back i mean in like 90 percent of my head all I'm thinking is, I'm going to die, she's going to die, he's going to die, but somehow you're going to get away. That's what I feel like is going to happen here. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that too. Gwen, 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 come on. We're in this together. All right. Uh, 
As you all consider your options, we'll cut to Callum and Freddie in the office of this this sort of uh, shuttle shuttle travel on the second level above above the above the promenade. You know that there are Wei Chen guards that have been searching for Callum. You felt that that sort of rupture just sort of come through the station, and then shortly thereafter. A second one. No one really knows what's going on, but you can feel like something's happening to the station. You haven't seen anybody. You still don't have comms. Freddy, Callum, you're together. What do you want to do? Uh, hey, Una. You got any food? I, no, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I really hope that... Uh, Everyone else is making their way to the ship because that's what we should do, right? We should get to the Belafonte and get the hell out of here. Well, Nikki's still in the brig, is it not? There's. I think we got to trust that everybody's figuring their stuff out. If we get to the Belafonte, he's not there. Don't like these families. No, no. We know what they're doing here? No. But I know that bad things are happening. It doesn't seem like yeah. a stable... Points at your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to get the hell out of here. Uh, uh, Jeff, I made a blues roll for okay. Callum uh, and got a nine, two, six, and one for grip. Okay. So he's got troubles brewing then. All him. right. Uh, okay. So. Callum's got troubles brewing as well. We went over that before with Elvis. Uh, so basically just to get a bunch of boosts. We're near the end. So I'm just going to say it's from now until the end of the session. So got nice between 10 <laughs> and 30 minutes maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to get it done as fast as possible because I know it's really late for Mark. Uh, ah, so it's my birthday. I can stay up late if I want. Is it, is it your birthday now? Can we call it your birthday now? <laughs> it's, it's been my birthday. No, oh. For you, it's not my birthday. For me, it's my birthday. What? You didn't get you were that's... were you born in America? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So I was see, born over here. Birthday. Exactly. So, so it was your birthday. No, my birthday is the thirtieth. Yes, but in <laughs> for in America, it's the 29th. It's the 29th. Thank you, Stephen. He's exactly. Yes. Yeah. So my is birthday your... is the thirtieth. Okay. All right. So no. <laughs> I, th- I think I should get uh, uh, upper hand now for everything because that was so wrong. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Mark. Yeah, okay. Birthday. What do y'all um, want to do? Callum takes out his copy of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Hitchhiker's, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. And he's no. got a bullet hole in it. <gasps> or and maybe. he looks fucking is, angry. Is it is it like <laughs> a bullet hole from a previous incident or like from right now? This from Maybe right now. It's not a bullet hole. The bullets in the pages. Hey. Maybe it prevented one of those things from piercing right through and that getting makes you. Sense. <laughs> okay. oh. All right. Fuck the ship. Fuck the beaches. We, we that that was um and Freddie kind of seeing that is just gonna kind of just kind of pat you on the shoulder and just say like Nikki's Nikki's seen his share of cells i think he'll he'll figure something out we we gotta we gotta get ourselves out of here you go here i will be the distraction then they owe me getting a book like this is not cheap 
we're going to figure this out. So she wants to kind of poke her head back out and kind of see where those footsteps are in the hallway now. You look out, you don't see him anymore. So remember, it's like a think of it like a like a D on its side, right? And so like the the balcony kind of curves around. You're pretty sure they've curved around all the way to the other side of the promenade at this point. Uh, you up for traveling through an elevator shaft? Yeah. See the sights, you know. <laughs> okay. All right, so you two sneak on out. You make it back over towards the elevator shaft without any issues. Callum, you see, you see the uh, the exploded fire extinguisher. You see all sorts of chunks of metal, some blood here and there, kind of some footsteps moving away. You can see little flecks of of boot prints that had stepped in the blood. You can see that the lift doors are partially opened. You and Freddie climb on out. You get on the ladder. Freddie, you have that small little light. Where are you headed? Um, this is would up or down be what Freddie would think would get us back to the ship. Uh, so you need to get out, uh, not so much up or down, but out. Uh, so the this this lift won't take you to the ring, but it could take you to you know a different you know, a different level or something, but you're, you're more looking to go out. So remember that the, the tower and the, is like, just think of like a tower in the middle and there's okay. a big old ring around it. So you want to find one of the walkways, uh, from what you can tell, they've herded most everyone. There's not a ton of people in the station, you know, between, between the people here and the people who work here, you know, there's at any given time, there's anywhere between like, you know, maybe 40 and a hundred people on the station. So and it's very transient comes and goes, and, and half of them are here. The other half are working somewhere. So there might be easier for you to navigate your way to one of the sort of the ring access. Um, if you go to a different floor. Okay. Uh, let's go up a floor. Let's see what that does. Okay. Uh, thank you. Evil dead 84 for, uh, you guys all got an extra upper hand. All right. You, you go up a level. You're thank away. You. You're away from that central kind of promenade area. This looks to just be uh, like some some basic Ishran offices, low-level Ishran offices. You're working your kind of way through. You're definitely noticing signs of of, of struggle here. There's debris floating, uh, or not floating, literally, but there's there's debris. There's there's definitely a body or two that have been left behind, but there don't appear to be any um, any people lingering about. And you don't see any Wei Chen operatives anywhere. It looks like this this whole place has sort of been locked down. It's dark, but you're flashing your light around. It's very eerie. <laughs> like it's, you know, if you've ever passed through here before, there's usually you know half a dozen people or so uh, moving a bit, moving about here and there. Uh, but you know that you can probably easily access some sort of you know exhaust vent and kind of work your way towards one of the one of the rings. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So we'll cut forward then a little bit and you will manage the two of you with, with no, the way Chen's no longer kind of on your tail. You do make it to one of these um, access tunnels, the spokes that lead out towards the ring. Um, as you get to one of them, uh, higher low, we'll see if it's the one that Elvis used that's already been hacked. Higher or low? Uh, Callum, it's your birthday. Higher or low? Sixteen. 
Sorry, muted. Hi. Hi. Man, uh, you guys are getting that. It's a four. That's good. Uh, it does look like this thing has already been jury rigged in some way. Uh, maybe you even recognize Elvis's handiwork. Um, but you do find uh, you find it's, it's open. You start you start walking down this tunnel, which has viewing ports along the way, and you look out, and the ring has suffered some damage. Uh, you can see that there appears to be all sorts of debris around the ring at this point. There seems to be a rupture in the ring. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Do you guys have vac suits? No. You're okay here. You're okay in the spoke. But as you start getting closer and you're you're getting a better view of the ring, you can tell that it's, it's suffered a rupture. So you would be able to conclude that more than likely... There's no atmosphere on the other side of the spoke, uh, that that exterior wall of the spoke that kind of connects to the docking ring. Okay, so this is out. The only way, then, is... Fuck. Where's Elvis? I'm sure if we figure out whatever did that, that was probably... Oh, no, that that was definitely Elvis, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he knows him well. Can we see the Bella Fuente from here? Uh, sh- world observation test. A lot of debris. Seven, no. Freddy? Uh, ten. Freddy, yes, you can. You can. It's hard to see. It's a little obscure, but you can definitely see the Bella Fuente. That's where we gotta go. Now, in this is space station. There's likely going to be... Uh, there's gotta be vac suits somewhere. So if you want to backtrack and start searching around, you can certainly do that. It could take some time. But um, otherwise, you know that if you were to open this door, you'd have to do it first. You'd have to kind of physically kind of pry it open or use whatever the same kind of process Elvis did to sort of rig it. But you would be opening up this whole spoke to the vacuum of space. I think we're going to have to I'm for suits. It. <laughs> Okay. What does this button do? Oh, <laughs> it opens up. Va- vacuum floods the entire station. The end. Elvis and Walter fly off into the sun. Uh, now okay. Callum lands in the windscreen of the Bella Fonte, and Fortuna's just sitting there eating a nut. <laughs> okay. So you start heading back. Uh, the two of you, uh, you'll start searching around, see if you can find some uh, some resources, trying to find some vac suits as you go. Uh, and spend some time looking through some of the offices, uh, some of the maintenance maintenance closets, things, seeing if you find anything. Uh, Callum's more looking for uh, Wei Chung people. He's doing what Freddy asks, but not okay. wholeheartedly. So you're keeping you're keeping kind of one eye out for resources, the other eye out for Wei Chung. I got it. Uh, all right, let's go over to Elvis. Last we saw, uh, he was uh, he had left. Uh, he had left uh, the Belafonte. He'd gone over to the mining ship, used the laser to cause uh, a rupture in the ring. Uh, and uh, what do you do now, Elvis? So I got some good news and I got some bad news. The good news is your mining laser is very effective. I mean, that worked like a charm. The bad news is it worked a little too good because apparently there was a lot of cargo in there that wasn't uh, locked down. So instead of just you know, a bit of decompression. We've got a big hole in the ring there. So here's what I'm going to do. 
I've locked in into your communication system a distress signal that says that the Cisco station is under attack by the Wei Chen's, uh, and it's broadcasting at its highest frequency as soon as you engage the engines. So I'm going to let you guys go because you guys got to get out of here. Like a uh, sitting freaking duck now. No, no, wait. No, you got to hold on here. Hold on. Yeah, I got a plan. There's always a plan. Hey, Constable Warren Baker, Banker does not send me out here without a plan. So I'm going to go get the next two ships in the line going. I'm going to get the explosives off of them. I'm going to get them going. Now, when you see their engines fire up, you guys have to all scatter to the wind because you one of you guys has got to get out of here because they're going to blow the whole station. As you are saying this, you hear a very dry AI voice come on the speakers. You you hear, attention, passengers, incoming, incoming weaponry, brace for impact. Oh, we got to go, guys. <laughs> we got to go now. Sorry. Hey, um, <laughs> so he will. Uh... Moments later, uh, not, not enough for you to get off the ship. Uh, basically on the outside, a torpedo smashes into the side of this ship. It's not going to destroy it. This mining ship is pretty pretty hefty and sturdy, but it will certainly cause damage uh, to the ship, and it will certainly like rock the ship significantly. There's a different compartment somewhere that probably get there's a breach that happens, but they are aware that like the laser went off, the explosion on the ring, like they're smart enough to sort of check those systems. Uh, but the you have drawn attention to this mining vessel, so. What now, Elvis? <laughs> so, listen, the, clearly you're going to have a claim against the station. The constables, they're definitely going to have... Get me out of this! Get me out of this! Oh, yeah, no, no, he's untying. Okay. I'm untying as we go now. You guys got to get in some vac suits. Uh, get onto the ring. I mean, stay away from any of the Wei Chins, because they're killing everybody they see. Uh, so go that way, because they're going this way. I'm going to go this way after them with all the explosives that I've collected. You guys get in your vac suits and go that way. So roll, roll an against the odds. Uh, we'll call it a savvy test to convince them of this, as they, <laughs> as you could tell that they are radically quickly doing the calculations. Do they just make a run for it in their ship, or do they? Oh, yeah. do what I mean, you, say? you could totally do that too. Yeah. I don't really care. I'm just yeah. trying to give you your best odds here. Uh, whoo! It's a one, one, and a three. So. <laughs> I got a total of a four on that. I said, so it's up to you guys. But Get the I, I fuck off our a... ship. Get yeah, yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. off our ship. And they start running up to the bridge at this point. Remember, uh, your distress signal. Try to get it out there just in case. And Elvis will take the two things of explosives now, and he will go through the umbilical cord back onto the <laughs> Like suitcases, you're getting yeah. off the ship. And, like, you, you get off just as they are, get, like, just as they, like, decouple from the ship, which doesn't explode because you've you defused this. And, you and like, the ship as you... You get into the umbilical, which at this point you can tell has been significantly damaged by the explosion uh, caused by the, the well the explosive decompression, and you see like their vessel kind of peel off behind you. Uh, you are floating now. You have a vaccine on. You're totally fine, um, but there is debris everywhere. At a, it's been enough time, we'll say, for things to sort of settle, uh, but like there's no atmo in here at all. Uh, as you can see along the ring. So what what would Elvis be doing now? So Elvis is is up near the ceiling of the ring, pulling himself along. He's dropped one of the explosives since it's inert, but the other one he's still got with him. And he's trying, he's quietly going forward. He's trying to keep an eye out to see if he can catch sight of the Wei Chuns that were in the docking ring. Okay. Uh, roll observation. 
Uh, so a six and a four, ten. Yeah, I'll keep that. I'll keep that. Okay. You do notice that there is one Wei Chen thug that you saw with that that whole platform device. You don't see the platform device anymore. You also they also appear to be very injured as their arm is just kind of is just sort of cascading. Uh, like not not cascading, I should say. Their arm just looks to be kind of broken and bent. They are in a vac suit. You, it's the only one you see. Uh, <laughs> you see just one who looks to be trying to push themselves towards one of these uh, these spokes to kind of get the hell out of here. So uh, Elvis will drop down on top of him. You know, just push himself off against the yep. ceiling with the explosives in front of him, and just kind of crack the guy in, in his face plate. Okay. He doesn't want to kill him, but he wants to stun him. Uh, muscle test. Uh, I'll say uh, the upper hand. Okay. Muscle's my my weak point, but five, a two, and a two. I will spend a point of blues to re-roll one of those. Okay. That's better. Ten in total. Okay. Uh, five. And how much damage? So you got... Oh, uh, yeah, a two. So, two so it'd be two. That's enough. They had one. They had literally one health. Uh, so you just—I sma- don't know why I asked. So you smashed. Uh, you smashed down into them, and you can you can kind of feel their head kind of ratchet forward as you smash into the back, and then their body kind of like bends backwards, and they just kind of float down, and you smash them against the floor as uh, as kind of gravity hits you. When you roll them over, you can see that their face has smashed against the inside uh, of their of their helmet. There's all sorts of blood and other and like saliva and. Stuff stuff and you should kind of shake their head a little bit you can kind of see past that their eyes are, are kind of closed they appear to be of knocked unconscious fantastic this is exactly this this was my plan all along i mean sure you got us a little bit of chaos first but he grabs the guy by the vac suit and he starts making his way towards the nearest ship umbilical that he can see the nearest at this point is the belafonte unless okay, you want to take just, him yeah. no take him back to the belafonte okay so you take him back to the Belafonte. Uh, you get on. You get on the Belafonte. You, um, you know, Walter is there as well. Uh, so you have you have this this Wei Chen. He's in the he's in the suit. Walter's there. Walter's like, uh, uh, they're firing. They're firing on another ship. They're fire. They're gonna fire. And he's just like babbling like crazy. I have so many things. Hey, Wally, so many things. Oh my god, Wally, Wally, it's okay. They think they think our ship is gonna explode as soon as it decouples. They got no reason to fire at us because we haven't done anything. Do not power anything up whatsoever. All right, we're good. Oh. Now, does this way? Does the Wei Chin guy? Is he like in a an obvious vac suit that like belongs to the clan? Is there markings on it or anything? Or it doesn't. It, just like a it doesn't look suit? like the vac suits of the of the station. Uh, like which they all. It does, it's not an Isheron vac suit. It doesn't have like the patch brand mm-hmm. of Isheron core. Did, um, did I notice before that all the Wei Chen were wearing the same yeah, style vac suit? They, they they matched, but not so much because they have like uh, you know uniforms. Uniforms. It's just they probably purchased from in bulk. All right, here, Wally, help me get this guy out of his vac suit and get him tied up. I've got a couple of questions for him, real his quick. Nose is broken right there. No, yeah, I know. I I, I broke that. I think. Oh, well, broke, I, I mean, the decompression might have broke it, but but I did my best. Yeah, well, you like, know, I'm Wally. I'm learning. I'm not a violent person. I prefer not to hurt anybody. But You're not a violent person? No, 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 not at all. I don't even have a gun. I mean, I got a tranquilizer, but, you know, that's... Uh... I mean, you don't need a gun to be violent, though. 
Well, it's, you make a very good point, Wally. I mean, I may, I'm, my, my, my opinions on this may be shifting slightly. I, I, I'm still up in the air on it. At the moment, I'm feeling okay. slightly violent towards these guys, though. But let's get him out of his vac suit and see if I can get him back around. Oh, okay. So can I take hey, him get out the, Get suit? out the duct tape because I want to duct tape him up like a mummy. Just leave his face undone. Okay. Goes back and you start duct taping him up like a mummy. Leave his face. Get a little smelling salt yeah. out. Right underneath the nose. Ah, ah. He kind of looks up. Ah, who are you? Uh, 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 let me go. Let me go now, and I will not rip every limb from your body and beat you to death with it. You, sir, are a delight. And I've got to tell you, I've been very impressed by your work. You know how it actually took me a moment. I thought for a moment that first one of those explosives you put on the first ship I found, to defuse that before it went off, I actually sweated. A bead of sweat came down my head. Now, of course, after that, it was pretty simple, because you guys really don't know your way around security systems that well. But... Quick question for you. Just between pals here, you and me, um, what are you guys doing on the station and uh, what's your plan? I mean, it looks like you're going to blow up all the ships, so I'm assuming you're not really going to let anybody live on the station. Is that is that my is that my understanding here? I will tell you one thing. Okay. I will not let you live after what you have done to me. You have looks- not you have not harmed our plans. You are not as smart as you think you are. No, no, I'm not very bright at all. That's for sure. I, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants, as you can tell, because I literally don't tell anybody, but I literally decompress the entire docking ring. That if you, was. If you let me go now, I promise to kill you swiftly and your family can live in peace. That's very interesting. Now, counter offer here. You tell me what you guys are actually doing on the station, and I put you back in a vac suit before I take you outside. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll savvy. I'm gonna contest it against his grit, though, to see whether or not he's willing to fold on this. Can I get a upper hand since I've got him duct taped? I think that's this? fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. I got a thirteen. I got an eight. Uh, okay, so so what do you want out of him? I want to know what they're doing on the station and whether or not their plans are to kill everybody on the station. And without him knowing it, I'm recording the conversation. Okay. So when you mentioned take him outside for this, <laughs> you see grits his teeth. Our uh, problem is not with you, whoever you are. It's with Isharon. Too long they have taken too much from our tables. Too long they have commanded all of the mining operations in the Rim. This is not their territory. This is our territory. And we will show them just how arrogant they were to assume otherwise. We want their data... We want their station so that we might blow it to heaven. Okay, so I think now we've gotten clear to the point there. So the plan is to steal all the information and then kill all the witnesses. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and what is your name, sir? My name is How. How? It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Jethro Lipowitz. <laughs> I'm assuming that you probably have a bounty on you at this point. So I'm going to leave you duct taped. And my, my associate Wally here, small percentage partner, 
but he's growing every day. Yeah, what do you mean I small? What are you talking about? I got like you grow. It's growing every day. Come up to like thirty I percent mean, or something. It's 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 on a sliding scale, Wally. I mean, you've only been he with the team the about a day. I got a calculator. So, I did the I did the arithmetic. Wally, I got you squared away now. So you got to put him in one of the cells, keep him alive. Any, any money? My I don't have any credits in my account. Oh, Wally, this is a travesty. Well, as soon as I get back, we will get that rectified. Let's leave him in one of the cells because I'm fairly certain he's got to have some kind of bounty on him. Do not take any of the duct tape off. But you can draw funny things on his face because why not? Because he's a complete asshat. Okay. I'm going to go back out into the ship and see if I can cause some more trouble. So uh, once again, do not power up the ship unless Don't. those other ships out there stop firing on the station. And at ship. that point, you got to go, you know, you got to kind of go with your gut on that one. I'm going to go over to the next ship down the Rhine and see if I can't cause some more trouble. So I'll talk to you in a little bit, Wally. Yes, oh. uh, go ahead. Uh, does the – and I, I put on their vaccine. I put on the Wei Chen vaccine, sure. of course, and clear out the – now, does it have internal comms with the other Wei Chen? That's a great question. They do, actually. Uh, as when you put the oh, helm on shit. and you start, you, they do have their own internal comms that are bypassing the jammers that they're clearly using on the station. Fantastic. So I, I'm listening in as mm-hmm. I'm doing all of this, trying to trying to hear. You hear, uh, you hear some communication. They're they're looking for somebody around the promenade. Some some asshole blew up a fire extinguisher, like ruined some guy, you know, one of their faces. They're looking for him. They're going to rip him limb to limb, you know, that kind of thing. Some freaking rich white guy is trying to buy everyone off. Uh, don't worry, we smashed his face in a few times. Everything's fine. You hear, uh, then you hear like a female voice cut in and just sort of like shut all that down. Like too much chatter. Uh, and everyone kind of gets very nervous when they're like, yeah, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, that kind of thing going on. Um, and okay. then okay. then there's a bunch of questions about what the hell's going on in the ring? What the hell's going on in the ring? And there's there's no response. What was the guy's name? Who? Uh, what was? What did he say his name was? Ho? Uh, so How? so there's Hal. Hal. Yeah. Hal. <laughs> Got it. Uh, <coughs> uh, this is Hal on the docking ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> You're gonna have to roll savvy. You're gonna have to roll this against the odds. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> this is totally fair. Uh, oh, that's not. That's not good. Okay, I will spend a point of blues to re-roll uh, one of those die. Oh, okay. Not 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 terrible. Against the odds, it's a nine. No, with my savvy, it's an eleven. Sorry. Savvy. All right. I'm gonna roll to see if if anyone can detect you. Uh, I'm really just gonna do uh, the woman in charge because uh, she's got the best. Eleven. God dang it! Wow. I rolled really. I rolled a ten. Ah! This is crazy. Okay. Um. All right. So. <laughs> You say that. What is going on in the docking ring? What is happening there? Our ship has fired on the on the on another ship that was firing something, and, and the docking ring has been exposed to the atmosphere. The rest of the crew are dead. Are the rest of the ships? Are they prepared? All the ships have been given their package. Good, good. <sighs> Retreat to the promenade. We will, uh, we will take care of the, the prisoners there, and then you will come up to the bridge. There is uh, a private supervisor's airlock here. We'll 
bring our shuttle ship and we'll egress from here. Quickly now. Clear who? Clear Han. How out? Okay. Go out. I was like, well, that's that's just fa- that click. That's just fantastic. This is such <laughs> great news. I'm I'm excited to be a part of this. This is going to be so great. Okay. <laughs> We're going to cut to Nikki and Gwen who are in the supervisor station at the top of the tower by the bridge. You have been planning. I see yeah, several yeah. messages in my Discord <laughs> right now. There's like 50 that are showing up. So I imagine the two of you have a plan. What All is right. that plan? So uh, we're nixing the Star Wars thing. Uh, Wilma's no longer Chewy. Uh, Gwen and Rocky are going to go down the hall away from the brig or bridge and then make a distraction to lure some of the people out. Wilma and uh, Nikki, well, no, Wilma's going to stay in the supervising area. Nikki's going to go on the bridge and uh, begin negotiations for them to surrender. Do that again. Walk me through that again. That was dizzying. My head hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Gwen and Rocky have to make a distraction to bring some people off the bridge. Okay. And then Nikki's going to go in and have them negotiate to surrender. Nikki's going to go in just by himself. Yeah, Wilma will be nearby in case things go south. This is what you came up with. <laughs> yeah, it's been a yeah, half an hour since I've come to you. There's 50 messages in our Discord channel. You're surprised? And that's what you came you know, up with. <laughs> the Star Wars plan is still on the table. It looks way better than this one, but Gwen, <laughs> you take Rocky along with you. What is it that you two do for a distraction? Uh, see, and then, mm, because <laughs> we weren't quite, like, in on this. Um, so the vent and stuff, so I presume we're going to the side where the vent was that I came in. So, yeah, there's basically, there's not much up here. Uh, so you've got a very large section, because think again, think of it like a diamond. So there's like that, like a tip, there's a tip at the very top and you're basically the bridge. So there's a kind of, kind of tapers off the, the tower does a bit. So there's not as much room up here as there is kind of in the promenade section where it's kind of the bulkiest in the sort of the, the roundest par- portion of the tower. So it's, it tapers off until there's only a little bit up here. And so there's the supervisor, there's the supervisor's yeah. office, there's the main bridge, there's the lift that's up here and there's an emergency stair as well. Uh, and there also is like, if you're looking just at basic, like kind of, uh, how to get out of here, there is like an emergency airlock up here as well too. So that's basically all you have up here. So yeah. So Gwen and Rocky are going to head over closer towards where the lift is Okay. and they're going to start banging on the lift doors, but pretending like we're inside the lift and start screaming for help to get let out. Okay. So you're going over towards the lift and you're yep. banging on it, ask, screaming for help. And then once they start coming, what are you going to do? Um, I am going to use my gambit. Okay. My perfect lie. Okay. So I want to warn you ahead of time. Your perfect lie is not an absolute get out of jail free card. I'm aware. You are not a member of the Wei Chen. Yep. There's no way you're going to be a member of the Wei Chen. That wasn't my thought. Every but other person that they've come in contact with Monica. who has caused a problem, they've, just killed. they've killed. Doesn't mean you're going to get okay. killed, but 
There's only so far that that lie is going to go. I don't want you to think like you're just going to get to say whatever you want and it's automatically going to happen. Uh, no, I'm kind of prepared to die. Okay. But <laughs> in, in, in like, you know, okay. I have a I plan. Mean, if you have, have a plan, plan great. I just don't, game. I just don't want to get there and be like, ah, I got you. I just yeah, want to yeah. warn you that like it's, no. they'll, they'll believe a lie. That doesn't mean they're going to do what you want. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you and Rocky. One's trying to get taken hostage. Okay. I guess you yeah. and Rocky, you go over, you start making the noise. Uh, you're shouting, shouting, uh, Nikki in, in you and you and Wilma are doing what now? We're hiding as the people go past in the hallway. Roll savvy. And then after. Cool. Uh, seven. Do you want to expend a heart to uh, re-roll one of those low die? Uh, yeah, I should probably re-roll that one, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I'll spend a heart. Okay. <laughs> uh, ten. Okay. All right. All right. They run past. You see what looks like, as you're as you're peeking out from hidden in the vent, four sets of legs running past you, going in the direction of where Gwen and Rocky, you and Wilma slip out, and you head into the bridge. You can see uh, that... You can see Wilma that. has to stay behind. She okay. doesn't go in yet. So she stays behind. Uh, I do want her badge, though. Okay. You, she hands over the badge, and she's just, I'm going to, I want that back. I know you could give it to yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Or course. I could take it off your bloody corpse. I don't care. But I'm getting that back. Probably the I, second it, thing. It's yours. It's yours. Okay. And you you head on in. Uh, we're not going to do the full conversation. We're going to go back to Gwen for a second. But you're going to go in, and this is what you see. You see both of the children of the Wei Chen family, and you see a couple other folks, a couple of the, they didn't send everybody after this. They only send one of the mobs. Right, right. We cut then to Gwen and Rocky. They're by the elevators. They're screaming for help. You see a group of these Wei Chen thugs come up, kind of looking at you. Uh, and you're there. You're like, you just, you, are you pretending like you just crawled out of the lift? Okay. So. Oops, sorry. No, yeah, it's fine. So you just crawl on that. You and Rocky are there. I don't know how the hell you convinced Rocky to do this, by the way, but we don't have time. Uh, so you and Rocky are standing there as there's now guns pointed up at you. And they're like, hands up now. And and we cooperate. On your knees. Gwen gets on her knees. And they come around. They start like kind of going through and just taking in and anything you have, anything that might be weapon, anything that might be equipment. They're just kind of throwing it off to the ground, throwing it off to the ground, throwing it off to the ground. Um, do you try to hide anything? Um, she has a derringer that was concealed. So can I roll to see if they discover it? Yeah, go ahead and roll uh, a savvy. I think you can roll upper hand if it's Seven. got the concealable, by the way, when you try to. Oh, it is. Yeah, if it's got a concealable trait, you get it up at upper hand. I rolled the same thing. I got an eight with my plus one with savvy. But that is good enough. You actually managed to. They don't notice it. Cool. Okay. All right. So they say, who are you? You wish to run. You wish to run. No, no, no. Guns like, like they're grinding like the, the Uzi brow, like right into your forehead. You can feel it kind of pushing in. Okay. Uh, my lie is that I'm actually part of um, one of the other clans. I don't know 
if this will be like better or worse for me, but that's the lie. <laughs> I like the face. <laughs> that depends on which one you pick. Uh, if Gwen knows which one she's out, they're allied with, she would choose one that they're more allied with. Because I know there's of the big five. Uh, that's not really how. It, I don't think. Is that public knowledge? You would it's not. It's not know. public knowledge. Um. So that's the fun of it. You pick one, and maybe they are, and maybe they aren't. You'll find out when the gun, the gun comes out. You can either tell me which one you want, or we just roll a die. Just roll, please. Okay, high or low? Oh no! Uh, high. It's been going well for everybody. Okay, you lucky, lucky bastard. <laughs> As you, I rolled a five. As you say, the, the McGregors. And they kind of look at you, and you can see grit teeth. We told your people not to have anyone on the station. I I didn't. I got my orders late. This one too. And you see, he kind of turns the gun towards Rocky, and he's just like, "Yeah, he was on the mission with me." And he says, you're running an op on the station. We told you not to be on the station. As I said, I got my my mission notice late. Okay. Come with us. They kind of very, like, they kind of manhandle both of you. They're not gentle mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a friendship they have. There's just yeah. an alliance currently. And they start moving down. Uh, the walkway as they're bringing you back towards the bridge. Meanwhile, Nikki, you step onto the bridge. <laughs> Who? Hun? Booby. Uh, <laughs> I'm your white knight. <laughs> you know, this didn't turn out well for Ellis, right? Turned out really bad for him. <laughs> you step on onto the bridge. You yell out their names. They immediately whip around. All the gu- the mobs, uh, the, the basically the the other four uh, of the uh, of of their operatives turn and guns pointed at you. She's not pointing one at you. She just sort of looks at you with a kind of a quizzical look. You can see the the the, the pit fighter brother kind of turns around, sees you, and he starts lumbering up the ramp in your direction. And you just hear him kind of cracking his knuckles as he does. I flash the badge. All right. I'm an agent with the negotiation of Outlaw Organization Division of Law Enforcement here. Uh, They have sent me in. There is a stealth fleet currently parked right outside. Uh, I'm here to negotiate your surrender. You can see she just, she looks at you and she smiles and then breaks out into utter laughter. You're meaning to tell me You are a security agent. You don't dress like a security agent. You don't talk like a security agent. You don't know the right acronym for your security agency. And one second, let me hit the radar. Look at that. There is no fleet nearby. I I did say stealth. I did say stealth. So here's the thing. They kind of consider me expendable. Uh, Oh, that's great. Go ahead. and these, the, the mob guys point the gun at you. Keep talking. 
they 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 send me in because here's your options uh you're going to die with all the hostages or you get to live uh they obviously want the hostages to live so i'm here for you to negotiate your surrender you guys all get to uh live nice happy little lives hostages live everyone goes home we call it a day here the big guy still or they blow the whole station because they don't want you leaving up the side of the ramp and is now standing right next to you he's like six foot five muscles just rippling like just huge muscles and you can you can just smell violence on him as he's standing over top and you just feel him breathing let me kill him sister and she's just still kind of chuckling okay you poor man I will say this it's very brave what you're doing but you are horribly horribly mistaken who are you really and why are you interfering as I said my name is Chance Clover I'm an agent negotiator of the outlaw organization division of law enforcement Chance Clover if you kill me then this whole station's going to blow in about five minutes. So, you know, that that basically sends a statement to my people. That's the first thing you've gotten correct. Though five minutes is a little fast. We were thinking 30. Yeah, well, they don't want you to get off the station if I die, is the, is the thing there. Hmm. You're, you're basically going to die with me, and I don't want that. You don't want that. That's why I'm here. I'm your white knight. I'll tell you what, if you have a stealth fleet out there, come here. Here's the radio. Contact them. Okay, and I'll, I'll walk up to her. Okay, you walk right up. The brother is just following, lumbering behind you. You can hear the breathing. Okay, you go up right to controls. What do you do? Uh, I... I don't know why you want me to contact them. I'm I'm here to tell you. And actually, I have a little implant right here that I, I'm in constant communication with them. It goes past your jamming. Uh, what, what would you like me to ask them? Just ask them to identify who you are and I confirm. I already identified. Oh, I right, just right. would like so your supervisors to confirm first that this mystical fleet exists, but that you are, in fact, an agent of whatever make-believe department you said you were part of. I think you said it two different ways when you spoke, so that's probably a bad sign. No, no, no. I, I, I said it the same way both mm. times. Well, go right ahead. Do you, need, do, you know how to, do you know how to work the controls? I can show you. And she just kind of starts going through. No, no, go right ahead. Contact them. Please. No. I insist. And then you I, feel like a big hand just right on your shoulder and it starts to squeeze and you're and it hurts it hurts really bad ow 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 like i said i'm expendable you don't need to hurt me jeez chance clover negotiation with outlaw organization division of law enforcement i don't get why this is so hard for you to understand last chance mr clover contact your fleet get them to confirm your identity and I won't put a bullet in your brain right now. And I won't let my brother smash your head in. I want to pull the Derringer and shoot her. You could certainly try to do that. Uh, roll a savvy yeah. test. And we're going to make this contested. Let's see if you can get this out. Oh, God. 
violence by axe body spray. Could I get upper hand because I have fast hands? Uh, I yeah, okay, we'll say that. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna do this against. They're both gonna get a chance, but for different things. So Han was gonna get a chance to just try to sort of grab your arm and rip it out of your socket, and then who is gonna get a chance to just sort of <laughs> dodge out of the way? Ugh. Okay. Well, Han didn't do shit. Good. Good. That's the one I was worried about. Okay. Okay. What you got? Well, what's that? Okay. You get the gun. She sees it, uh, but not. And so she goes to dodge, uh, but you do get a shot off. Go ahead and roll your shot. Roll your attack. So roll, roll four, right. uh, three die. Three dice. Uh, six, six, two. Okay. So you can do a six and a two and then for the hit and then six points of damage. Okay, you pull the gun and you fire. She dives down to the ground. You do manage to get her right in their side and you get a a very clear shot. You see an explosion of blood as she falls to the ground, but you don't kill her outright. You see her rolling around the ground. What this means then is that now Han is going to get to do something to you. Yes. Uh, Okay. So... Han's going to go. Han has a couple things. He's got hail of blows uh, and he's got unarmed. Um, so he's going to essentially try to pummel you with his hands. I mean, I've dealt with bouncers my whole life. How bad could this be? All right. Here we go. Uh, that's going to be uh, four points of damage as he will hit with an eight and I'll use the four for damage. Then I will spend a heart to immediately make a second attack against you. Uh, this time with uh, against the odds. As he quickly tries to pummel you. So he takes your head and smashes it down into the console with the first. Ugh, that's not good. And oh, as dear. No, not good for me. I rolled poorly. You rolled oh. two ones on that roll. So that's going to be no good. Okay, so that's not going to be a second one. So he tries to kind of grab your head, but you manage to squirm out of it again. And he tries to like come back up with a fist, like right into your face, but you manage to get right out at the last second. And his fist just sort of smashes in against his palm. It's at this point that Gwen and Rocky make it into the room as they've been getting escorted down the hallway. And what we have, and we'll say also Wilma is going to pop out from behind Gwen and behind Rocky. Before we do this, Freddie and Callum, you've been searching for <laughs> you've been searching around for suits. Uh, I'm gonna say it takes you the better part of 30 minutes, but you do in fact find some. You, you find a, a, a maintenance closet uh, a little bit, you know, not not too far away from where the spokes are, and you do see there are lockers, and set into them are a series of vac suits. What do you guys want to do? That's great. <laughs> See, Freddie knows nothing about what's going on up in the bridge. Not at so all. So Freddie believes that getting to the ship is the thing to do. Okay. But Callum is itching for a fight, so he's really just wanting to get Freddie into a vac suit and then go murder people. Okay. <laughs> Freddie, you're in the vac suit. Uh, Callum, do you not put on a vac suit then? No. Okay. But what are you doing? Uh, I've got some business to take care of. Whatever whatever business we have, we have together. We should be getting off the ship. Do you not feel the, the you vibrations? You should be getting off the ship. The... 
you need to go and make sure that Marv is okay. Yeah. I need to go get another copy of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide and make sure Nicky hasn't talked himself into some sort of bullshit. Are you going back to the promenade? Uh, I'll have a wee look, yeah. It'll be grand. You get back there, make sure everything's okay. Make sure Elvis doesn't fly off without us. Don't let him give uh, Walter too big a cut. I mean, 0.5% is too much. <laughs> Go on, go here. Let someone know. Go and speak to the federal crime, whatever shite it is. I don't know what they're called. Wait, uh... I'll meet you there. I'll I can't walk the about in here with a back on. I'll get you there. I'll go to the ship. I'll find Elvis. Elvis always has some crazy shit up his sleeve. We'll figure something out. Elvis, where have you been this whole time? Where were you headed after you put on the suit? So Elvis, uh, after hearing that he can actually get through to the comms, wants to see if the vac suit comms are linked to the shuttle comms. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, you... You will occasionally hear like an update come from the two ships that are out there, uh, but they are only ever reporting to the female voice. Uh, who uh, they don't seem to report to anyone else. There's there's two. There's the Titan Song and the River Rock. Those are the two ships. Is the River Rock the shuttle? Uh, the River Rock is the shuttle. The Titan Song is the larger assault vessel. River Rock. This is how over. This is the River Rock. Why are you breaking communications? The docking ring has been damaged. The entrance into the station by the primary methods is on the spokes. Uh, the blast doors are down. Where, where? I have no exit strategy. Can you pick me up on the way to get uh, Mistress Hu and Master Han? Well, you see here a long pause, and then you, uh, the comms will come back on. How the plan was for egress from the emergency airlock near the bridge, the top of the tower. I know, but I cannot get back into the tower from the rings due to the decompression damage in the rings. We will notify the family. I could spacewalk up the tower, perhaps, and get to the airlock that way. Move quickly, then. How out? He goes, Wally, I was really hoping to get a ride up there, but clearly that's not going to work out for me. So remember, keep the ship off. I'm going to take one of the explosive packs with me, and I'm going to start running up the side of this uh, tower here, okay? (laughs) Stay put. I'm I'm sure eventually Freddy... Or, or Nikki, or Callum, or somebody's going to show up. Tell them, do not turn the ship on. No power up unless it's absolutely necessary. Once the enemy ships start to break and move, that's when you guys got to go. If I'm not back, you got to go at that point. Okay. Because you heard them. They're going to blow the station. So let's cut then back to Freddie and Callum. Uh, as Elvis starts starts walking up the side of the, uh, of the tower, he's got his suitcase of explosives. <laughs> Uh, Freddie and Callum, you've got your suits. Uh, well, Freddie, you've got your suit on. Callum, you don't have your suit on. You're arguing. 
What happens? Alan's taking me swan, swan song. Okay. I mean, you're not in a dangerous situation. You literally could just put your no, suit not, on and pull it out. Yeah. You could, you could though, but that'd be boring. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just... You don't have to do this, Mark. I mean, like your your characters. I mean, like Nikki's screwed, but like your character. Yeah, <laughs> that's the I point. Think <laughs> Freddie would continue to, to try to convince Callum that, like, you've, you've turned a new leaf, you've got a different life. All of these crime families do this shit to each other all the time. We know this never ends. This isn't our business anymore. We're trying to get out of it. We should get out of here and do other things. Everyone else might be on the ship for all we know. They could be sitting there waiting and we're the last ones there. Elvis might be on the ship. Well, of course Elvis is on the ship. (laughs) But they might be almost there. We don't even know where they are. We can't talk. No matter what, we need a distraction, right? If we all both just go flying out there then maybe they'll see us and take us out. If I go, make a wee distraction, you can get to the ship and have the door waiting for me and we'll be back. I can't convince you to come with me to the ship. Nah. Take me too long to put on one of those suits and I don't look good in them anyway. You're a stubborn, stubborn man. Thank you. You look after yourself. And maybe make me a sandwich if you can. One of the good ones. I'll be back. Hope to see you soon. Freddie is going to head on ship. Okay. Yeah. Freddie, you put your suit on. You you get into the, the spoke and you start heading out towards the Belafonte. Callum, where do you do? I know you're saying you're taking a swan song. I'm like, you're, you're, you have health. You haven't, you're not in combat. You're not near okay, combat. health. <laughs> I don't, but you have health, like so. <laughs> I mean, the, the way I see it, uh, the way Callum would see it is, there's not really much in do. He's pissed off. He is worried about his friends. Um, he knows everything's fucked because if it's the the whole ring has been blown, there's no way these people are going to just uh, uh, let everyone go. So he wants to help his friends. And that I've said since the very beginning that he would do that. Okay, I mean. That's fine, but where do you go? Because you, I don't think you actually know where uh, anyone I would be is, head- other than don't Freddy. know where anyone is. But yeah. I would be heading uh, towards the promenade, uh, and then I'm just going to start killing people and asking questions. All right, you head over towards the promenade, and you do see that there's still a couple of those Weichen mobs that are kind of down there, keeping an eye on the crew or on the on the other folks that are in the on the food court. Um, the the mob that I was fighting with before are they about? Because they're only three people. It does look like they've sort of returned eventually as they were searching for you and come back empty-handed. And so when you look down, there were around 12 people initially, and you still see around 12 people, though one of them you can see is is kind of off to the side covering their face, likely the result of your uh, your explosive, your exploding fire extinguisher. Callum would stand at the, the railing. Oh, ball bags! And throw his copies, they'll pitch his guide at them. You owe me a book. Okay, so you, you, you're you on top of the balcony, you yell down, they all kind of turn up at you, guns start to point, and you start to fight. Okay, so um, 
We don't need, I'm not going to worry about rolling initiative. You can just go first. Uh, so swan song, you're voluntarily deciding that you've reached the end of your story and you take your swan song, which is declared at the start of a scene. This is that scene. All of your roles are at upper hand. Uh, no attacks or actions can be reduced to um, against the odds. All attacks you make are deadly, which means you take out a goon or reduce a mob size by one. You can make diving saves even if you've already gone in that round. You don't have any allies with you, so that doesn't really apply. You don't take any damage. Uh, you sustain a mortal wound in this process, and then you die at the end of the scene. So this is all yeah. okay. So what I uh, so go ahead and make make your attack, uh, and you can you know obviously everything's at, uh, at against the odds, or excuse me, at uh, upper hand. Uh, upper hand. In which case, it is five damage. Okay, five damage. Uh, I will say so you start two, three, you, uh, two threes, not five. Okay, so you take five points. So five points of damage down there. Plus, I'm going to say your attacks are deadly. So that's that's enough to to t- so the damage itself is enough to take out one mob to reduce the mob size by one, but the second one does as well. So you you've reduced basically one of the mobs down to one person. So all you have left is the one guy who's got that wounded face. The other ones you can see. There's a few people who are running in the direction towards the stairs as they're trying to come up to the balcony, but others are just going to stand up and start firing and firing and firing away. Um, so they, uh, I don't really need to roll the attacks uh, as you're not going to take any damage anyway, but the bullets are kind of clinking off of the balcony railing. You can see they're clinking off the underside of the balcony itself. Uh, you you can hear like some of the bullets like kind of whiz right past your ear and embed into the wall behind. You're continuing to fire. You, you can see off to your right, kind of coming up one of the staircases on the far right of the promenade. There's a few of these Wei Chen folks. Off to your left, down the staircase that you came up not too long ago, there's a handful of Wei Chen coming up as they've kind of spread, and there's still more on the ground. And they're all the ones at the bottom are continuing to fire, and you've got these two kind of closing in on you. What would Callum do next? Jumps over the railing. <laughs> So, Callum, as <laughs> as these two weights are getting closer and closer, you just hop over. You drop about, like, 15 feet down. You target what looks like a table below. You use the table to kind of brace your fall. You tumble off to the side. The table falls in just the perfect way to kind of give you a cover. And you've got, like, a shot at the rest of them. Go ahead and roll your attack. That is uh, six damage. Okay. Okay, so six damage. You manage to, as you just start, you first you, you see the guy with the, the mask, or not the mask, but the, the wound of the face, he stands up to fire at you, and before he can even get his gun out from under us, the whatever like towel he was using to kind of hold the blood into his face, he goes to fire, and you just fire instead. The bullet goes right through the towel as it floats slow motion in the air and just takes him right on the other clean side of his face, and he falls down to the ground. You turn, you fire two more times, you take out two more of these other Wei Chen mobs that are still in the ground, the ones that were kind of firing up. And then you hear as everyone that kind of ran up to the railing to the balcony is now leaning over the balcony railing and firing down at you. All the while, everyone in the crowd is screaming. It's just going absolutely crazy. You see Rook is, ah, help, help. I want to kill Rook, by the way, just though. Okay. And you can see, help, <laughs> the, the, help. the last thing that he does is going to be shooting Rook. The two, the two, his two guards are kind of like, they're kind of looking at Rook. They're looking at what's happening. And then they both leaving Rook all by himself. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can see, uh, you can see Doc, uh, uh, the Doc is like kind of looking at you as well. They've still got another cigarette completely ashed kind of looks over at you she kind of cocks her head and you see her pull the cigarette out and she just goes 
and you see her <laughs> run off in the direction of the med bay. <laughs> Roll your next attack. <laughs> I'm swearing what I'm really It's your swan song, you earned it. Okay. I know that with two That's six, six damage. So six damage. You just kind of put the gun up and you just just do this rain of fire right upwards and as they're leaning down to try to get you, you just one after the other in almost comical fashion, just poof, poof, take two headshots and two bodies of the Wajin officers just fall down, smashing on the ground around you. And you see Rook is like Oh, yes, save me, help me, help me. He's kind of hiding down. Uh, do you wait? Is he the last thing you do? Or is it? He's, he's the last thing I do. Just die and then just go off. And so you kind of turn back the other direction where you see the other mob of Wei Chen are on the other railing kind of firing down. You hold up and you fire. Another one gets shot, falls backwards onto the balcony. One more attack like that should probably clear, actually. I think you're down to like two small mobs now. <laughs> Six, six, four. Jeez, man. Too savvy. I am not fucking joking. And you just continue, oh, bam, bam. Like, it's like you've never been in the zone more, one after the other after the other. You go back up. You can see somebody else is once more trying to peek down the very last way, Chen. You hold you hold the, the gun up. You fire. They kind of move slightly, and they miss, but they lose their balance and fall over, slam down right in front of you. You can see they're still moving. Hold the gun fire and they're dead you look around you see no way chen you feel numb right look down at your, blood. you look down and you can see like you, you took some hits there's blood kind of pouring out one side blood pouring out the other you're starting to feel it as it's starting to come now rook comes over to you he's like ah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going to make you the richest man in the entire ring. The richest man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you were the friend of Gwen's. You could help me get my Gwendolyn back, too. There's three shots that he wants to make here. He wants to shoot both hands so the fingers break mm-hmm. and then shove his gun into his mouth. And he kind of falls down to the ground. He's like holding them up, looking at his hands. His face is still sort of got this dried blood from where his, his nose was broken. He's like, ah, what, you, what? I will pay you. I'll pay you. I promise. I'll pay you everything. I'll your fingers and you chip bullets. I'll pay you whatever, whatever you want. Name your price. Just name your price. Name your price. Leave Gwen alone. Done. Done. I need to be sure you'll leave her alone. Okay. I, I will leave her. Gwen who? Gwen who? I'll put the divorce papers on in. his face. Just, just. No, 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 I, I need to be 100% sure. Pull the trigger. <laughs> and he gets, sorry, and he gets a, a sort of slow motion fall backwards and kind of slumps down. What's the last thing and Callum so does? Callum. <laughs> you kind of just slump down right next to one of the plants. You hear like a little <laughs> clap as you see Doc Chovy comes back out from the darkness around. She's kind of sits down next to you. She lights up uh, two cigarettes in her mouth and she hands one over to you. You did good. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, 42. 42. She just kind of <laughs> puts her arms around you like on, on her shoulder. You did good. And we fade. We open back up and like we're sort of zooming in quickly. 
kind of going through that emergency airlock. That's where the camera's going. We catch just the, the faint glimpse of someone running up the side. It's just about 20 or so feet below that emergency airlock. We go in through it, weave down the tunnels, and we see right now Nikki face bloody from where he got smashed down in the console. The Wei Chen woman, who she stands up, she could, you could see she's, she's favoring it. Gwen, you have getting, gotten into the room now. So we've got Nikki, we've got Gwen, we've got Rocky, we've got Wilma, we've got two Wei Chen mobs, we have Hu and Han. I'm going to let the two of you go first because I don't care because I'm, I'm outnumbering you. So the two of you can go first. <laughs> I would like to drop the Derringer, pull my knife, okay, and try to grab Hu and put the knife to her throat to essentially Take a show Han, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this will make this a savvy test to see if you can out outmaneuver, do it fast enough. Um, she's going to get a chance we, to, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Do we have any audience dice? I do. I think someone tossed, I think Evil, yes. was it Evil Dead yep. who tossed this one before? Yep. I'm going to use it. <laughs> okay. Get rid of it. Take your, take your, I'll just roll normal. How'd you do? Uh, that's a ten for me. I rolled an eight, uh, five and a three. As you, as oh, she's, nice. as she's getting up, she pulls herself up. You can see she's going for a weapon too, but in a quickness you would not have expected from Nikki. Smooth Nikki, sure. I got fast hands. Comedic Nikki, sure. But like, like this kind of speed, he just suddenly whips around, and you've got the knife up under her neck. You're, you've, you've put her between, between you and the brother and as you're looking beyond the brother you see now coming into the room there's Gwen there's Rocky a couple of the Wei Chen mobs have now left Gwen and are running down the ramps in your direction and you see sneaking behind Gwen and Rocky there's Wilma and she's got a gun in her hand all right hon it's over now it's over I'm going to rip you apart First, your feet, then your hands, then your arms, then your legs. Okay, this this knife is really heavy. I know it looks small, but I'm a weak guy. And if you keep talking like this, you're going to distract me and it might just slip. You hear, as he's getting ready to like reach out, you hear her just say, hold. Okay, Mr. Clover. What do you You can want? call me Chance. Chance. Like I said, I'm I'm just here to negotiate a surrender. That's all it is. If you would like so to surrender to us, why don't, why don't us we go ahead and have right all your now? guys uh, put some guns down? She looks up at all of them. Do what he says. They start to lower the guns. No, no, no! Like all the way down, all the way down. Do like, what he says. Hands free. And they all put their guns down. They kind of hold their hands up so that you can see. All right. Now, uh, why don't you all, you all seem very friendly. Like you're very close to each other. Why don't we all get in a nice little close huddle by Han over here? And she says again, do what he says. And all of them start huddling around Han at that point, And he towers over them. Like he's enormous. Well, Mr. All Clover, right. 
uh, I'll be honest. I didn't think we'd get this far. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure knowing you who, uh, Wilma, can we, uh, grab those guns real quick? You see Wilma comes out. Gwen, what are you doing this whole time? Are you still playing it? Like, Hey, I'm just, you know, or are you, uh, well, cause you said I got tied up. So at this point in time, she's trying to like loosen. Oh no, they, they didn't her. tie you up. They just, oh, okay. they dragged you. Like they, they, they took all your stuff, but then you said you were the McGregor, you know, you were a part of the, um, uh, the McGregor's and then they just yeah. kind of led you in, but they, yeah, they they did they they led you into the room. She, if if they're mostly paying attention to Nikki, she's gonna try and get the uh, the hostages out of the room. Okay, so you go over, and you start helping out some of these Ishiran employees. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna kick it over to Elvis. Elvis, you have made it to the airlock, the emergency airlock up at the top of the tower. What do you want to do? You're muted there, Aaron. He cycles through the exterior airlock door and goes into the interior airlock. Okay. You've done this um, so often, I'm not going to make you roll. You're in. Pressurize it. He's still got the explosives with it. Opens up the inner airlock. Now, he's got a dead man trigger that he's got on this explosive, expecting there to be trouble in here so that, you know, mm. basically he's willing to blow the, the command station up if necessary. But Yeah, you, there are bodies on the ground. Yep. You do hear voices down the hall at this point. Hmm. So he will, uh, he'll make his way look, trying to pretend like he's one of, you know, one of the way chin. So he's, he's walking boldly. He's got the way chin weapon. And okay. You, you move down the hallway and you see Wilma Hopewell shaved head. You recognize her from a mile away. You can see she is now taking a few steps into the bridge from a distance you can see that there's there's something going on. You can't see everything because like the where where all of the Nikki and, and who stuff are, is happening is like kind of sunken. Like there's like a sort of a sunken bridge bridge area. But you get a little closer. You can see suddenly there's Gwen slipping off to the side. She's like loosening up people's uh, like there's like some some hostages on the ground. They've suffered some damage here and there. They've got their hands and ties and things. And she's kind of going through. Get a little closer. And holy shit. But there's Nikki, Nikki frickin' Fontaine, last you heard was in the brig, who has a knife to the throat of Wei Chen Hu, the daughter ambitious of the Wei Chen family in line to take over. No one's paying attention to you. Hey, uh, hey, Nikki. That's, what a, what a fantastic... I, I knew you had it in you, Nick. I knew it. I knew you had it in you, Nikki. I mean, I brought a bomb and you brought a knife and you get the upper hand. I'm I'm impressed. This is this is amazing. Listen, Can everybody though. Uh I would say if if you've got the helmet on, <laughs> all he pop, really he popped he popped okay, he popped the, 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 the helmet. Otherwise it was just like random gesticulations of arms. Uh but so, yeah, you pop you pop that. And then yeah, all uh, that comes out. I, I gotta tell you, they got the. I, I'm not exactly sure if the station is rigged to blow uh, really soon, or if they're just gonna open fire with the battle cruiser out there. But how? Uh, who I got duct taped up? He's a. He, I, we got. We've definitely got. No, I've got who right here. Guy. I know, but I got how in the ship on the Belafonte. Yeah, but uh, who's not duct taped? I got a knife right here. Well, no, no, I know you got who. I got how. You've also got Han, and I've got how a bomb. How do you get how? 
Well, it was easy. I'll tell you about it later. It was a lot. It was, it was, well, it wasn't all that easy. I had to, well, I can't say it's classified, Shh. but somehow a mining ship, they got real antsy and they decompressed the uh, docking ring before they took off and got blown up by, uh, by the battle cruiser. It was, it was touch and go there for a while, but the Belafonte is just fine. Oh, that was a shaking. All right. Uh, you, you said you got a bomb right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been they've been putting bombs on all of the ships. I went ahead and went around and got some of them off, but I didn't have time to get all of them off before the docking ring went up. That was a shame. I think I, uh, I hate it when a good I docking ring goes. Who up. right here would love to be holding a bomb? I was thinking we would strap it. Is to that her. right? Who? I, and I've got the dead man switch in my hand, so I think we're in a pretty good position here. I think we need to make sure that she gets the battle cruiser to eat to run away though, uh, and then tell us how to defuse any bombs that are on the station so that we can, you know, collect the bounty on who and Han and how. Okay, well let's get let's get the bomb on her. Who you heard him. And why don't we go ahead and get that battle cruiser out? It's not a battle cruiser. There are no additional bombs in the station. The nuclear reactor down the bottom of the tower has been set to overload. We are going to use their own devices against them. That's pretty clever, actually. You gotta admit, that's 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 some thinking there. Honestly, I don't even mind. I owed a lot of money to this place. Uh, oh, yeah. So let's just get all the people off and we'll call it a day. Is it money well, I, you want? Is that what you want, Mr. Nicky, was it? Oh, no, no, no. Nicky, Nicky now, we, we gotta do this right. We gotta, we gotta reset the reactor so it doesn't blow and the the their their ship that's been well, blowing I'm the other like ships out how, there needs to leave how much money are we talking nikki more, more zeros than you've probably ever seen nikki well, now tell you what you get your uh little brother han there to uh back down maybe even handcuff uh and i'll get both of you off the station we can talk about a nice little settlement nikki i'll give you 1 million credits right now I can access my family's funds. We can make the transfer here. One million credits. And your little friends, whoever they are, you can leave. No questions asked. One million credits. I would need some sort of assurance that you wouldn't try to, you know, stab me in the back. You You can't trust the Wang Chungs. (laughs) You have my word. Yeah, yeah, I, your word sounds great. You know, I, I really like the sound of your words, but I would need something a little more concrete. Nikki, I've sat here and listened to you and your associate insult my family, our names, and I've done nothing. I have prevented my brother from coming over here and ripping you limb from limb. As, Have I told you lately how much I appreciate you? You've been great. I, I, it's been a lot of fun to meet you. My, However, my word um, is stronger than any piece of paper, any contract you'll ever get. I make the offer again: one million credits. I got. I got to tell you, Nikki, they are known for their word. I mean, the way Chin—if they tell you they're going to do something, they always do you it. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah. Yeah, but we can't take we can't take the money because it's it's not right. They're gonna blow up the station. There's a lot of nice people on this station. Well, I mean, we could get them all off, right? But Miss Who, you wouldn't mind if we got all the hostages off, right? You can't take. Well, then see, you can't take def- our money. Purpose, but you can take Isheron Corps' money. You think we're bloody? You think we're violent? You think we have harmed people? What do you think Isheron well, does? 
on, on a far greater horrible, scale horrible than people. us. I, you know, there was one time there was a glitch on the table, and they told me I lost five thousand when I should have won fifty. Uh, I'm right there with you. I hate these people. Nikki, I'm here to tell you, I just watched them blow two of the nicest miners right out of the sky just because they were trying to leave. So we can't, you can't really, we just got to lock this situation down here, save the station, collect our bounty, and go about our business. Nikki, if you agree to my deal, my terms, I will get on the comms right now. I'll contact my ships, and I will allow whatever vessel you all fly to leave, leave the the airspace of... With the hostages? There's too many to go on the Belafonte. With most of the hostages? Nikki, that's not... Listen, here's the here's the deal, lady. Nikki's just... I don't know. I don't know what Nikki's thinking here, but I'm the one with the trigger to the bomb that's now strapped to your body. And so if, here's... If you here's click that gonna, trigger, you'll be dead too. I know. It's it's unfortunate such, such circumstances. I was definitely planning on this to go some other way. Maybe However, we don't need this mob on her, Elvis. Maybe we could put it on Han. That'd no, be a good no, spot hey, for it. Hey, here, here's here's what we're gonna do. You guys get arrested. We take we take you in. We collect the bounty. You escape. We know you're gonna escape. Your family's got deep pockets. You're gonna get the hell out of this issue, and that's not gonna be a problem. You don't blow up the station. We collect our bounty. You get out eventually, and and then you know we we we're all we all we have a drink over it later sometime perhaps. I don't know, but. I can't let you blow the station up. It's just, it's just not right. Okay, he's he's right. He's right. I I hate to say it. I a million credits sounds good, but I'm sure your bounty's pretty nice too. So, uh, Han, Booby, why don't you go ahead and get down on the ground too? Otherwise, this bomb's going to go off. Who looks over at Han? Han looks at who? She just—it's a very tight nod, and Han starts to go down to a knee, but instead. Bull rushes in the direction of Elvis. Elvis will try to trank him. Uh, sure. Go ahead and roll your initiative to see if you roll faster than him. Okay. And that's two 1d3 plus one, your one, savvy. Yep. Okay. I got a six on the die, so three plus my savvy is five. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and get your shot off. That'll beat him as he had okay. a... Actually, wait, hang on. Uh, two plus... Where's Han? Uh, yeah, that's good. Go ahead and get okay. shot. Not bad, but I will roll. I will spend one of my blues to re-roll one of those dice. That's a little better. So twelve and a four. Okay. Or so actually, it's got a nine and a. No, yeah, yeah. Total four, six, nine. So four points of damage. Okay. Uh, that is not enough to make him unconscious as the needle of the train cart goes in his giant meaty shoulder and it sticks out and he continues his charge. He That's will, unfortunate. <laughs> he will go ahead and he'll take his, take his first attack. Oh my God. Is this on me or on Elvis? Uh, no, this is on Elvis. He's charging Elvis. Uh, it's an eight, but only one point of damage. Uh, so one point of damage on the first. I'll then spend a heart to make a second one uh, with hail of blows. All right, that goes away. That hits two points of damage. So the first hit was one point of damage. The second hit 
was two points of damage onto Elvis. Once this happens, once Han breaks free and charges in the direction of Elvis, all of the Wei Chen mobs now, who are sitting down, will now launch into attack as well. Nikki, what would you like to do? We do have all their guns, right? Mm-hmm. They're still okay, so radically outnumbered you. Yeah, radically outnumbered. Um, I want to cut whose throat and run away. You can roll attack. It's not. It's this isn't like an auto kill or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead, go ahead and roll your enough attack. Enough to. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh. So that with my two, it's an eight to hit, right? Mm-hmm. Eight to hit. Uh. So that would be uh eight to hit and six damage then. Okay. You take the knife and you jam it right into her throat and pull across. And that will actually be enough to kill her. Because of the gunshot earlier? Yeah, because of the gunshot earlier. Otherwise, she'd be okay. Oh, my gosh. Blood pours out, and she falls to the ground. Dead. Gwen. I hope I'm turning her dead or alive. (laughs) Gwen, what would you like to do? Uh, What would Gwen do? So. (laughs) Gwen is like, I thought we had a. A plan and what 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 is going on? So, I'm gonna get my last point of blues to get eight blues by evading a problem instead of fighting it. So she's gonna take these hostages that she has and she's gonna try and run from the fight. But she's heading down. She's asking him, "Do any of you know how to fix the reactor? We need it." And she's gonna take them down to try and stop the station from overloading. Okay. So you take some of the Sharon Corps uh, yeah. people, you get them out. You There is an emergency stair. You can still use the vents if you want, but you can use the emergency oh, we'll the stair stairs. as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the lifts aren't working. Uh, had you stayed in the bridge and messed around, you might have been able to actually route some power. But if you're running, you're running. And you start kind of working and matriculating your way down. And they do. They work here. They yeah. know what they're doing. And so you're out. Uh, yes. Okay. So mm. then... Nikki, where did you run to? Did you were you trying to escape? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're. I down. think Wilma can handle all those mobs. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's go ahead, uh, Elvis. What did you have for your? What you have for your initiative again? Was it? Was it five? Uh, th- five. Yep. Okay. So Elvis was at five. Uh, Nikki, go ahead and roll initiative at this point. Oh, I forgot they were D3s instead of D6s. Yeah, D3 plus, uh, plus Savvy. All right. All right. So because fast stands, I roll two D3, take the highest. Um, they were both two anyways. Uh, so four. Okay. What's your Savvy score? Uh, two. Okay. You will go before Han. That's the one I wanted to go before. Okay. Uh, at this point, Han is uh, who is on the ground. Uh, Han is uh, is on top of Elvis at this point, uh, and he's kind of pounding and pounding and pounding. Uh, so, Elvis, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, so, Elvis has got the trank pistol in this guy's gut anyway, so mm-hmm. he just fires again. Yeah, go right ahead. If at first you don't succeed. Crap. Um, all right, I'll spend one more. I'll spend two points of blue blues 
to reroll two dice because those were shit. That's better. Um, so uh, eight. You're saying, a, are you saying blues or heart? Blues, because I've got uh, I've trouble brewing. I think your trouble brewing is probably not applying on this this scene. This is a separate oh, okay. scene. That I think that oh, was okay. all the ring stuff. Since we're like here, okay. I, think, I think that would work. But you can spend heart to do it if you want. I will spend heart to do it then. Ooh, getting low. Okay, uh, so <laughs> uh, I got eight on with a six for damage. Okay, that is not enough to put him out yet. Hey there, Nikki. Uh, you just I can use some hunting. help down here. Somebody rolled this big bastard off of me. Uh, Nick- you hear the clunk, clunk, clunk <laughs> of his shoes on the metal. Nikki, you're just okay. Nikki, it's your turn. Are you running? Yeah, I'm running. Sorry, Elvis. Oh That's boy, it's all right. You bloody coward. Oh god. And uh, Wilma unfortunately did not roll well. Uh, she rolled a one under that. So, so she's at two. I'll put her before the mobs. Okay. Uh, so, Nikki, if you're running, that means it's Han's turn with one heart left. He's going to he's going to swing away at Elvis. He's got, Would he not be mad at me for killing his sister? Want to come after me? Uh, that's a fair point. Um, I don't think... I don't think it would make sense for him to leave Elvis there to just continue shooting at him though um they, Sorry, they have elvis, brains the most i could help you yeah okay so here's go first attack on old elvis oh god that's a miss uh best i can do is a seven a five a two and a one and i can't do a second attack because that would put him at zero health all right so you got you, you lucked out you son of a okay <laughs> then wilma will go next she will seeing nikki run past Nikki, and then she'll turn back around, gun in hand, and she will go ahead and she'll fire and she'll fire down on Han. I will give her against the odds as you are standing right next to him, and she doesn't want to hit you either. But I'll, I will roll attack. I'll roll attack for her on uh, on Han. Drop the six. The two fours will be an eight to hit, and the three points of damage as she will fire as Elvis. You see Han coming at you, and he swings down. You duck out of the way. Oh. His hand crushes down into a console. You kind of right back up, and as he reaches his second hand up to smash down, you you hear a gunshot go off. Maybe it's Nikki, maybe not. And then there's this big sudden explosion in his chest. And the fist comes down, but it kind of comes down ineffectually, and it kind of smashes against you. And you see it's more of like an kind of an exit wound as opposed to an instrument runes, as he slumps down on top of you, this giant bull of a man that you're able to push off, you can see standing up by the door, holding a gun, is uh, is the bald-headed, shaved-headed Wilma Hopewell as she's uh, as she's killed Han. However, there are mobs. Hey, Deputy Hopewell, I, I gotta say, I very much appreciate the assist there, but uh, the bounty's still mine, right? Bounty is yours. Freaking bounty hunters! Uh, I know we're the te- we're the worst, aren't we? But let's let's deal with the rest of these guys. The mobs are still going to go, so the mobs are going to come. Uh, they're going to roll against the odds because it's 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 unarmed. So uh, they'll come. The first mob. There's two mobs. One will go after Elvis. One will go after Wilma. First one against the odds against uh, against Elvis. Drop one of the fives. The eight will hit, uh, and two points of damage. Elvis uh, goes down. Okay. So the so did you I, refill your heart? 
Oh, that's right. I got to refill from, my heart as yep. soon as yeah, my scene yeah. went yep, as your Yeah, scene Mark had that in chat. I wasn't sure if you'd seen it. No, I did not. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so Elvis is fine. They're, okay, so they're just but they're surrounding you, just beating you at this point. The other one will the other the other will swarm up towards uh towards uh Wilma. They will uh they will roll again against the odds because they are attacking unarmed. The six will go away. The five and the three will give me an eight, and the four will be damage. So they will do four points of damage to Wilma, which is not enough to take her out. However, she does not look good as she is down to two heart. Okay. Nikki, you're running down the hall. What's Gwen doing? Gwen left. <laughs> Gwen, oh, did she? I forgot. She's yeah. saving people. You hear Wilma Hope shouting at Nikki, You son of a bitch, Nikki, as you run off. You also hear Elvis say, you're not getting none of this bounty, Nikki. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut for a brief moment to Freddy, who has just entered the Belafonte. You can see there's Walter, and he sees you. There's nobody else here. And he says, like, I I, 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 got, uh, I got Elvis on comms. He's got one of the, the Wei Chen helmets, and it just it cuts right through the signal. They, like, they're, they're, they're fighting up on the, the tower or something. What are they doing up there? I just said they're fighting up on the tower. It's oh what they're doing. Gosh. So Elvis has been here? Yeah, well, he was here a couple times. I, we were trying to talk about my percentages. He says when he comes back, we can talk about my percentages. Maybe I can talk about them with you. I mean, there's a lot of things I yeah, like to Yeah, this over. is not the time to talk about percentages. We will talk about – did, he, did Elvis just, say anything else? But I just feel like you, you guys are kind of brushing me off over and over well, again. That's well, not very did, nice. You just said they're in the middle of a fight. Is it I know, and this seems like a pretty – Well, feels like I kind of got some leverage here, you know? So, I mean – And Freddie's going to take out the cleaver, and she's like, whoa, I just hey, left whoa, my whoa, friend. Whoa, I think whoa. he was going to okay. go be a hero and maybe die. Can we talk about the damn math later? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, did Elvis say anything? And what did uh, what did Elvis tell Walter there, uh, there, Aaron? So Elvis told him not to fire up the ship, keep power off unless things started to go bad on the station. And then to get away any way he could. Uh, and that Elvis was running up the tower to go to the emergency <laughs> airlock to go in there and try to defuse the situation with a bomb. That's And that is what Walter says, sure. but stupidly. <laughs> Where did he get the the suit that he can talk? Uh, one of the, uh, it was, it was, I think it was one of the Wei Chen suits. I tried using mine, but it doesn't, doesn't work, but. Well, no, it's not going to work. But he can, you know, he sends it and I can hear him. Uh, so what Freddie would try to do then is try to put on a vac suit and see if she can go around and try to get one of those other suits to try to open communication. Okay, that's, I mean, like, that could take a really long time. Like, okay. the the whole ring has been explosively decompressed by, like he, he was lucky to find one who knows where the bodies are. Like you, you're, you're literally just going to guess at that point where they might okay. be. No uh, then in that point, um, I imagine while they will say that to Freddie, Freddie's like, okay, I'm just staying put and she'll just kind of get ready to pilot the ship if things go awry. So like kind of following Elvis's instructions. Things have gone awry. So you, you tell me if there's something you want to do. I... I mean, as far as you know, Callum has died, or went off to die. The rest of them are, f- at least Elvis is fighting in the tower or something like that. Uh, can we, 
would Freddy just sit around and wait, or would Freddy do something more? Do we have anything on the ship that I can try to? Sh- you guys have Gatling gun. In this fight, we know that uh, from last time, <laughs> last fight in the wayside. We got a Gatling gun. All right, I'll see if I can go do ship stuff. So you see if I can uh, separate the ship and go over to the bridge area and see what I can see. Okay, do you want to be piloting or do you want to be on the Gatling gun? Walter will be on the other. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I'm going to roll a dice because I, I... Hi, I'm piloting. It's a one. It, so Walter's piloting and I'm on the Gatling gun. Okay, you get onto the Gatling gun <laughs> and you're just like... <laughs> just as a reminder, the enemy ship has lasers and missiles. <laughs> get the fly. I get the fly. <laughs> but I don't know... But seriously, would, Freddie wouldn't know, know that, you though. I know, I know. Yeah. Would, would I get I get more percentages for this because I'm flying? I'm a backup yeah, 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 pilot yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I don't feel like the yeah, yeah. The, the tone to the way you're saying it to suggest like you're not really taking me seriously, and I don't think that's Wally. And everyone calls me Wally. I'm Walter. Like no one Walter. calls me Wally. It's just it's disrespectful. Multiply the percentages. It's not like I'm calling you like Frederica or something. I'm calling you Freddie. That's what you say. to Okay, fly, I'm flying. I'm flying. Okay, put the cleaver away. Okay, thank you. All right, so you get on, get in the gallon again. Gwen, uh, you make it. We'll say all the way down. Okay. Um, you don't encounter any resistance. You did know that there were a bunch of of Wei Chen around mm-hmm. the promenade, and they none whatsoever. But you continue descending, and like they know where to go. Or you yeah. can, do you want to continue with them or do you want yeah, to do something Yeah, she's going else? with them to make sure it gets done. It's no resistance. You go all the way down. That's stressing her out. She's worried that maybe they have people down there. No resistance. No resistance. Oh. Uh, but eventually, uh, you get down there and very bottom level, one of the engineers was like, oh, shit. Can, can we fix this? And you can see they, they, they pulled out some sort of, they got some sort of device. Oh, shit. They've already scuffed up the reactor. The, and they kind of hold you this like, so basically like it's already, the reactor's kind of, it's already, the process has already started. So, so we need, we need to get the fuck out, right? We need to get the fuck out. This thing's going to. Oh, okay. Do you, do you guys got a ship or something? Like. This. Chips on the ring. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's go. And they're like, uh, uh, okay. And so, <laughs> um, so basically, like he's showing you heavy radiation, which is yeah. a sign that they've already kind of done something. Now, someone could go in there and try to fix it. Uh, how much? How much? How much time do we have? Not much. Can Can we fix it? We've got five minutes, maybe. I don't know. You kind of. Can we fix it? I just, I, 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 I can, but if I go in there, like, I, I'm, my insides are gonna melt in like three days. Oh. I don't want my insides to melt. And and Gwen's like, okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh. Does this help me at all? Um, Tell him Spock would do it. 
No. no. Uh, Spock? Is is this something I could fix? Is it? Is it? No. I mean, do you have a degree in nuclear she doesn't. engineering? No. I don't think Gwen would know how. Yeah. Then she's gonna be like, "Fuck them. We gotta get. We gotta get out of here." And okay. she's she's gonna start. She's gonna run back up. Okay. So running back up. Yeah. You're right back around. You start running back up. Um, at that point, as you're kind of coming back up, you can see people are kind of sca- you know scattering around. At this point, you're starting like you're, you run out onto the promenade, which is the quickest route to one of the spokes. You can see that the freaking promenade is just covered in bodies of the Wei Chen thugs, blood everywhere, and you see in the shadow by one of these one of these like uh, uh, vegetation displays where these plants are kind of very pretty, flowers blooming. And you see there's Callum, eyes kind of closed. You can see someone had done that at least. His hand's kind of off to the side. His body is just laying there, all alone, no one around him. You walk past it. You can see no longer breathing. Yeah. You also notice just a few feet from him is the dead body of your husband, Wesley Work. And she'll, she kind of like shakes her head sadly at Callum dying and she spits at Wesley uh, and she's going to keep, keep running. She's going to look to see if she can get um, like an evac suit. Okay. Uh, all right. You start running. Uh, evac suits. Well, okay. no, actually. I just want to point out there's, there's, there's 30 something people at this point in this yeah. five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to say, um, can I call Swan Song and go down and fix the, um, fix the generator and stop the reactor? Okay. All right. Maybe we say that scene with Gallup was on the way down and then you, yeah. you make it down. And the guy's just like, uh, he kind of gives you like this, this rapid fire lesson. And he's just like, okay, you're going to look for this. Then you're going to see these beaters. And if this is here, you got to turn this valve. And then he kind of just goes through this whole process of this. And he's like, do you get it? Do you understand? Do you understand? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. 50-50, whether you really do, right? But like, okay, yeah. got to go do something. And then mm-hmm. he's like, do not open that door until I am away. And so you see he starts running up. And you plunge inside immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, it feels strange in here. It's like, it's very, very warm. Bodies on the ground, some engineers, Ishiran Corp engineers here and there, definitely signs of violence. And you kind of head off in the direction of where you're supposed to go. We'll cut. We're back up on the bridge. Elvis, you have a handful of the Weichen guys, who are, and the women are kind of punching away at you. You see up uh, on the upper upper level of the bridge you can see that's where wilma is too nikki you've run down the hall you're you're you can you hear wilma shouting from from behind you there's the uh, there's the actual lift there's the emergency airlock uh we'll start we'll just go in initiative order elvis what would you like to do uh he's just firing his trank pistol into these yeah go right ways. ahead like listen you wang chung us listen you're better off right now just you know Putting your weapon, stop this stuff. The, you know, it's a few years in prison. What do, you know? What do you care? Okay, spend a point of heart. <laughs> Got to put some of these guys down. Okay, that's better. Um, so five damage. 
Success with five damage. That's enough to take one of them out. Uh, Each attack that does four plus damage to a mob reduces the mob size by one, so that's going to reduce the size of the mob that's on you down to three. Uh, Then, Nikki, become to you. What would you like to do? Uh, Yeah, I want to get onto the Belafonte because I don't know it's taken off. Do you have a suit on? No, no. So that would be the first first step. Okay. Um, I assume that I'd have to like go down the lift first and everything, right? The lift's still inactive. No one's no one cycled the power. No one did anything on the bridge. Like the signal jamming, like the power shut off, uh, all that kind of stuff was on the bridge. There's bridge controls that could potentially kind of repower some of the systems, or at least is, get rid of the jamming. Is the only way to get to the promenade like through the vents again that I came through? You can climb down the shaft. You can go through the vents, but there is an emergency stair as well. Emergency stair. Okay, so you start hustling down the emergency stair, going in the direction of Promenade. Okay, uh, Han is out, so he's not, not having go. comms makes things difficult. Yes, it very much does. To be fair, no one tried at any point and said to me, "So how could we go about getting comms back?" Like that was never. No one, hey. no one threw that out there as an objective. El- Elvis managed to get himself comms. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Aaron gets a gold I, I star. I was in the brig the rest whole time. Of you, <laughs> I was in the brig. Okay. Uh, so Wilma will go yeah, ahead. I was dead. I'm not taking bombs. <laughs> not the whole time. <laughs> All right. So Wilma will go ahead and attack one of the, uh, the mob on her. Uh, okay, so she's going to make an 8 out of the 5 and a 3. She'll do 4 damage, and she'll reduce her mob to 3 as well. Then both of the mobs will go. Uh, so the first one's going to attack old... Um, uh, is going to attack Elvis. Uh, the 5 and the 4 will hit. Uh, 3... Uh, three. What did I say? 3 plus 1. So 4 points of damage to Elvis. Oh. Mobs do bonus damage equal to their size. Oh, no. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, then the one on Wilma. Uh, five and the four. Two plus three. Wilma is down and out. That's enough for Wilma. Yeesh. You are all alone, Elvis. I thought you were going to run with me, man. I, I... Then I was, un- I was underneath the guy. <laughs> Elvis, you, you look out. The, the main viewing port of the bridge <laughs> and you see lo and behold the freaking Belafonte and I'm going to even say that your eyes are so good that you can see in the pilot chair through the bridge window is freaking Walter <laughs> and he's just looking in Freddy Yes. Uh, we'll say you're on the gunner. You're on the the rattling, uh, rattling geez, the, Gatling, the gun. Gatling gun turret. Uh, just because we got to get this over with, this is going on too long. <laughs> you're looking out, and I'll say you can see that there is carnage through that giant. Like you're, you've gotten the ship extraordinarily close. The you see just way end operatives everywhere. All you see, Elvis with his, the the helmets off, but you can see his you can see his head sticking up out of the vac suit. You don't see Gwen. You don't see Nikki. You just see Elvis. Gwen, what would you like to do? So, I, so is is Elvis still on comms with the uh, with the Belafonte? You got your helmet right next to you. I mean, he would he would he would try to put it on, but I know he did, it's not his turn yet. So. Well, I'll say you didn't take a move. 
You didn't move anywhere. So okay. you, if you want to, as your move action, kind of. So he sees the Bellafonte coming. Cracks on. He's like, "Hey, Wally, uh, open fire!" Hey, it's now a good time to talk about my percentages. No, oh, oh, open, open, open fire on the command deck. I can't. I'm piloting right now, so I just uh, bent the command deck, Wally. For how many percentage points exactly? More than you've got right now. Yeah. Can Freddie hear? Uh, and Freddie, yeah, you can hear. Okay. <laughs> <A little> folder. <laughs> All right. So then Freddie will uh, fire the Gatling gun as uh, okay. instructed. Uh, I mean, it's a big enough. It's a it's a big enough place. So I would say just roll a d6 for damage. Like it's it's easy enough to hit this thing. It's a stationary target basically, and you're just firing at like the the port, right? Four. Okay, and the Gatling just. <laughs> Right over, right over the actual uh, bridge, and you see like the the whole classic. I don't care if it's accurate or not. Crackling starts to happen. <laughs> Some of the Wei Chen guys are looking at each other. I they told you back, guys to surrender. <laughs> and they all kind of reach out and are trying to pull your helmet off, and you're just getting like swarmed like under a zombie, like like you're like in a zombie movie. And then the crackling happens, and then decompression. And everyone just swoops on out. Elvis, too. You just, whoosh, you're flying all over the place. Out, I'm like, hey, uh, hey, Wally, good shooting there. Make sure you pick up me and the and the big fat guy and the lady with the cutthroat. They're the big bounties here. Uh, uh, we got an incoming torpedo, I think the comms say. And as you're, oh, flying, you're flying all around, tumbling. Pick me up later then. Go ahead, go ahead and deal with this. Uh, Elvis, roll a grit test to see if you manage to like maintain consciousness <laughs> throughout this crazy tumbling. Getting thrown for a few Gs. And yeah. Walter. Hey, I did okay. I got a six and a four on the die. So with my plus one grit, that's an 11. You're getting really nauseous, but you're keeping it together. You're keeping it together. And you're just kind of... Kind of Not my first up. rodeo. Okay. Uh, Freddy. Meanwhile... Torpedo uh, is coming, and uh, I'm just going to say for narrative effect, it's going to hit uh, because you are standing still. You're not standing still, but you're kind of floating in front right. of it. Yeah. It smashes into the into the Belafonte, kind of broadside, and you can hear all sorts of these emergency be- you know, these 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 sounds go off. And Walter's like, "Uh, uh what do I do?" <laughs> He's calling out to you. Um, Nikki, you're running down to the promenade. We say you kind of you kind of make it down to the promenade. You're you're searching and you're searching. You see no like there's bodies everywhere. You see you, like you run past like the med bay and you can see like in the darkness there's this tiny little orange light kind of crystallizes and you can see the sort of the light of ornery B Arthur, Dr. Uh, Dr. Levi. She's hanging out with her android nurses. Smoking away. You run past like the barrel house and you can see that there's a couple people that are like kind of resigned to their fate and they've kind of started raiding and kind of drinking from uh from behind the the bar. You see the food court, you see Callum on the ground. What do you want to do, Nikki? Oh, well, I had a plan, but then you mentioned the barrel house. Uh would I be able to know if there's like an escape pod nearby or, you know, like some sort of fire exit? If there is an executive escape escape pod, it would be in the Isheron core levels. 
which is uh, I, I don't care if it's executive. It, it could that's all that there would be. They wouldn't they wouldn't have escape pods for regular folk. Okay. Okay. Uh, would there be like a vac suit that I could get to the Belafonte where I think it's still parked? Any sort of I, I don't necessarily want to take it off a dead guy. Okay. Um, roll an observation check. Observation is just straight D6, straight right? Straight 2D6. Uh, that's a six. Okay. You search around, you search around, and you you can't find any. You do find one or two Wei Chin folks laying on the ground. They've been shot or killed in one, one way or the other, and they've got their – some of them have vac suits on. A few uh, holes in those suits. There are though. a few holes in that. You do hear random kind of coming out of like their helmets where the uh, where it sounds like their comms are working, uh, but you don't see anything intact. All right, uh, I saw that Elvis uh, had the comms, mm-hmm. so I would uh, grab one of the helmets, put that on. Elvis, how's it going? Elvis is currently tumbling through space after the explosive decompression. Elvis, you hear Nikki's voice come on. Nikki, you rat bastard. <laughs> I'm currently floating in space, but I'm eventually going to make my way back down to the docking ring and get a ship and get out of here because I actually know how to, you know, take the explosives out of the ships, you rat bastard. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking for comms and a gun so I could help. Uh, I, yeah, I'm coming yeah. back for you right now. You lying sack of shit, Nikki. Uh, you should be very happy that Han I don't like I'm, I'm coming people. back to take care of Han right now. Yeah, they're all dead. Everybody's oh, dead. Oh, oh, that's great. That's great. Good <laughs> job. I knew you could do it. You see, I, I, you just got to believe in yourself, Elvis. Sometimes you have some confidence issues. No, no, Nikki. I believe in myself, and I believe that the next time you see me, you're not going to be as nearly as happy as you think you are, you rat bastard. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... We can talk about that in a bit, but uh, I'm having trouble getting off the station. <laughs> yeah, I know that, Nikki. You know why? Because there ain't no vac suits left on the station, I don't think. And it's going to blow in a few minutes because the reactor's overheating. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. The docking ring has decompressed. You're kind of fucked, Nikki. Too bad you weren't yeah, up he, here. He, the Belafonte already picked me up. The Belafonte's up there? Yeah. Have a nice day, Nikki. <laughs> Comms click off. And we we cut to Elvis getting pulled inside of the Belafonte like really fast yeah. by yeah, like the front. Like, Freddy is just like ripping you in at this point. And then oh yeah, we have the retrieval drone. The retrieval drone grabs Elvis and is bringing back. Or maybe he's retrieval drone. I will say Freddy Elvis is pulling you. Elvis back in. The retrieval drone is getting like Hans's body and is pulling. It's just grabbing the one as another torpedo is in is in the air. Meanwhile. We cut down to the the reactor. Gwen, you're feeling exhaustion. You're feeling mm-hmm. dizziness. You're feeling just everything about your body is just is you could feel it shutting down. But you have been going through your memory as best you can remember it, and you're just pulling this lever. You can get onto this com, and you're punching in this, and then you're taking this kind of card key card one of the engineers gave you and you sort of stick it into the commands and you're pulling down the sort of temperature gauges here and you're pulling down on that and then finally the last step is you pull this long kind of lever 
you hear the sounds of these different emergency, uh, kind of emergency warnings coming out. And then you see on the screen, are you sure you want to eject the core? Confirm. Does Gwen confirm? Gwen confirms. You confirm and you hear all of this cacophony of like machinery. And then suddenly, for those of you that are in the Belafonte, you're watching as the bottom of the tower suddenly opens up and you just see like a missile getting shot out of the bottom. This cylindrical canister just gets thrown from it as the the core just gets launched out. You can see it going down, 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 and then explodes. Freddy and Elvis and Walter, you're on the ship. You know that the, the station's not going to explode. However, there are these Wei Chen ships. Gwen, Nikki, Callum, maybe. Actually, no, Freddie would know. She would suspect about Callum. But Nikki, yeah. you know for sure, is on the ship. You haven't heard anything from Gwen. Let's try to hey, Freddie, figure this Freddie, narratively. I, yeah. Freddie, I hear the, the station is safe now, so Gwen's going to be fine. Nikki, that rat bastard can burn in hell. Uh well, maybe we'll make up. I don't know. I mean, he definitely ran out on me. That's kind of rude. But I say we hightail it. Let's get the hell out of here. Lose these tails. Go cash in the bounty. Then we'll swing back around and we'll pick up Gwen and we'll we'll talk about Nikki on the way. I think that sounds like a plan because we have torpedoes coming at us. So Wally, get out of my chair. But I'm pilot. Get out of my chair, Wally. Elvis jumps in and punches it. No respect. Using his new ace pilot. <laughs> Get in the ship and you punch it. We cut to Nikki. Nikki, what are you doing now? As apparently the station hasn't exploded. What do you want to do? Uh, I, I would also be raiding the barrel house. Okay. Uh, grabbing chips, any sort of cash there is, drinks on the way. Okay. Going through random oh, cream soda. I hate cream soda. Finding something else. You, uh, you feel a tap on your shoulder. You turn around, and it's the guy you threw noodles on at the blackjack table. <laughs> and the last thing we see of Nikki is a fist coming right at his face, <laughs> and everything goes black. <laughs> we He's to, also covered in cream soda now. We cut, we cut briefly to Gwen. You're slouched down at one of the consoles. You save the station. What's the last thing Gwen does? Uh, Gwen has a piece of jewelry that Johnny gave her, so she just kisses it real quick, and then she she passes. Okay, so you just from the radiation. Mm-hmm. You give it a kiss. You think of Johnny. Yep. And your eyes kind of slowly. Fuck Wesley, piece of shit. Cut a little while later. Could be hours. We're we're seeing this. We're seeing the ship, Elvis and kind of Freddie or and Freddie maybe you're in the uh, one of the maybe in your quarters sleeping, taking some rest, cleaning up, whatever it might be. And Elvis, you're you're out, you know, piling in here and there. It's been very quiet on the ship. There's not as many people. You see, like Fortuna, the squirrel, just kind of going past, and Marv as well. And it's, ah, you kind of shoo them away. And they kind of run off, and the uh, they run off uh, down the down the hall and away, and you're just kind of shouting, shouting. 
And you're just up there by yourself. Haven't heard Walter for a really long time. He's been really, really quiet. And all of a sudden you just feel it in your neck. This little injection right in your neck. You feel yourself just getting real sleepy. Real sleepy. You just flop on down. Meanwhile, Freddy, you're in your quarters. Maybe you're sleeping. Maybe, I don't know. What would what would Freddy be doing on the ship? Uh, Probably, I don't know that we have a whole lot of equipment, but stress cooking, I would think, because she lost Callum, so she's probably... Cambric is frequently panning to the cleaver, which is not next to you. Cleaver, not next to you. Cleaver, not next to you. And you're cooking and cooking and cooking. You hear... You feel like this weird, uh, right in your neck, kind of get kind of boozy. You turn around just in time to see a figure in the door of your kitchen. Big old goggles, red, dark-skinned man. Clyde, (laughs) deadlock Drexel. Takes a couple steps forward. You, like, ineffectually swing out with whatever knife, and he just kind of catches it, and he sticks a stun baton, like, right into your belly. (laughs) You kind of fade out. We go to black again. We come up a little while later. Freddy, you're, you're, you come to really briefly. You're feeling yourself. Camera sees. You're getting shoved down into a cargo crate in your cargo bay. But not by Drexel. By Walter. Who's just pushing you down. He's like, talk to me about percentages. Talk to me about percentages. Kind of closing the lid. We cut over. This time it's Elvis. Elvis, you're like kind of coming coming to here and there. And as you come up, you see Walter's face. And you're kind of, uh, and Walter's like, oh, hey, is now a good time to talk about percentages? (laughs) Right in the face. (laughs) And he starts kind of shaking you up a little bit. That's rude, Wally. Uh, you were you were at thirty three to third percent. There was only the three of us left. You weren't gonna give me nothing. You know it. That's, he cut me a better true. deal. That's not true, Wally. I thought we were friends. That's why I gave you a good nickname and everything. He's given me forty percent of whatever he gets from whichever one of the families, the Bennets and the McGregors, pays more for the two of you. I'm getting forty percent. There's gonna be a bid in war. That's a pretty good deal. I got to tell you, Wally, I would have probably taken that deal myself. I got to say, that's good on you. I can't, I can't, I can't fault you for your logic. Mm-hmm. He just punches you again. He keeps punching you here and there. He's Wally, like, what, 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 Wally, get, I why, we why, what with the violence? You're my friend. Why are you, I mean, I, I Friends don't do that to doing. people. No, friends, friends don't. Friends don't friends ignore them. Friends don't. Hey, who got you off that station alive? Who kept you from blowing up with that bomb? Who made sure that you got out of there in one piece? That was all me, Wally. That was all me. You hear Drexel behind. He's just like, enough. Put him away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he kind of looks hey, around. Wally, you can tell Walter's really scared of the guy. It's cool, Wally. I'd be afraid of him, too. He's a very scary dude. 40% is a good deal. I can't fault you for that. Next time I catch you, Wally, you know, we'll see. We'll talk. So as he's, as he's lowering you down... You just see him wink, and you feel something kind of slide into your hand. 
something kind of sharp, like a blade. And Elvis the, gives him a half smile. <laughs> then the cover comes down, and we go to black. And that is the end, at long last. Hey. There we go. <laughs> All right. Okay, that went on way too long. I'm sorry. I am so sorry, <laughs> Mark. Upset. I'm so sorry, Mark. We needed one more oh, session, don't apparently. Be fucking brilliant, honestly. Oh, God. Oh. Callum! So, we yeah. needed one more week is what it ended it's, up being. It, it, we, we totally needed it, yeah. See, if you were here last week, I wouldn't have had to stall so much. Now I'm just kidding. Oh. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Gwen, Gwen saved oh. everybody's life. You yes, did. She did. Saved a lot of people's Callum. lives. Thanks, Gwen. Yes. They both did. Holsted. Callum and Gwen both save a ton of people's lives. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, Nikki. If Callum didn't kill himself. all those people, Gwen probably <laughs> Nikki, wouldn't have been able to get down there. Nikki did take out who and gave Elvis the opportunity to take out Han. That's so, fair. you know. That like, is true. <laughs> then you just ran. <laughs> like a freaking coward. Nikki's going to get all of the, all of the, the, the what do you call it? The praise for it, but he's the only one to tell about. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to tell everyone well. about how I took him out. Oh, it's oh, so fantastic. Gosh. All right, uh, let's do a little closing roundtable here, uh, and we'll get on out of here. Mark, uh, thank you for playing with with us. Yes, first of all, thank you. happy birthday! Happy birthday! Was a lot we of fun. we definitely need to do this again. We need to do a season two of this, or some other game. We'll figure it out. To, That'd be great. Uh, but Mark, where can we find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Mark on Twitter, the Cthulhu Kid. You can stick some underscores in there. I'm one of the GMs over at uh, uh, TTRP Theatre. I have zero clue what's coming on over the next week because a lot of shows stopped, but usually some horror stuff. Um, I run um, a, a City of Mist game every second week, so it'll be two weeks from now. Um, and I'll be starting running Impossible Landscapes in Delta Green. And we're still looking for one player, so if anyone wants, just give me a shout. Thank you. And I really did enjoy it. Thank you very, very much. We uh we absolutely we played Impossible Landscapes uh and it is phenomenal. Uh so if anyone has fun. the opportunity, I highly recommend it. Uh and you know, take up Mark on that offer because it is an extraordinarily good campaign. Um and we are very, very happy to have you. Thank you for staying up really late and thank you for staying up really late on your now birthday. Uh so we really do appreciate it. Uh yeah. Um Who's next? Steven, tell us about this. Uh, Haunted West is restarting. The good, the mad, and the unholy is coming back for Arc 2. We'll have a couple familiar faces, a couple new faces, uh, some who are new to the channel entirely. I'm very excited for that. Uh, They're currently dealing with the aftermath of uncovering a cult in a small town in the New Mexico Territory. How bad could it be? Uh, They'll handle it just fine. That'll be at 9 p.m. Central on Tuesday. I'm very excited for it. Please join us. Fantastic. Uh, looking forward to that as well. And then, uh, Aaron, what are you doing over on Garblag? Let's see. On Garblag next week, uh, Monday, I think, is to be determined. Um, Tuesday, Millie should be back with Coriolis, and that would be at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. On Thursday, Lewis will be back with The One Ring. Uh, Wednesday, sorry for skipping Wednesday, Dan will be running some Age of Sigmar Soulbound for us. Then back to Thursday night, Garblag North America, 
7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we'll actually be starting the Modifius-sponsored six-week run of The Force of Fear. So if you have an opportunity to tune in to that live on Garblag, please do. There's going to be a lot of cool giveaways throughout the six weeks. You'll get to see Jeff playing. Um, We'll have a good time. Uh, Then on Friday, um, I do not know what is actually going to be on Friday. Lewis was running a one shot this week. I don't know uh, what is going to be going on on Friday. So that's all I know, but uh, definitely tune in and and check us out uh, Thursday night. Fantastic. Really looking forward to getting back to Acton Cthulhu. We've been off for a couple, feels like a couple, we've been like once in like three weeks or so. So it's going to be good getting back to that again. Uh, as for us here, uh, Monday, we are doing a Halloween one-shot of Call of Cthulhu as we are gearing up to do a very bad idea and doing a Call of Cthulhu campaign. We're going to be doing that on Mondays uh, with the uh, with the Deadlands crew. Uh, so come check that out. Uh, we're doing something kind of uh, uh, 1899, so sort of, sort of Gaslight era. Uh, then as Stephen already said, Tuesday for haunted, uh, haunted West. And then next Friday, we'll be back to Hunter the reckoning. You can see some of these faces there in that game. And next week in this time, uh, we will get back to our one ring campaign, uh, which we will be put on break, uh, play some orbital blues while one of our, one of our players is away. He is now back. We're forcing him to play with us again and we can get back to uh, more one ring. Uh, but thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you for those of you who are watching this later. This this went longer than I thought. Uh, but I had I had a lot of fun with it. I think Orville Blues is a really, really fun game, especially if you like kind of zany, kind of cowboy bebop, Firefly mm-hmm. style of games. It kind of really hits the tone pretty well. Thank you so much for hanging out and playing with us, Mark. We, we really appreciate, again, staying up so late to uh, to sort of make it work for us. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and raid somebody. So follow the raid. We're going to go and raid. Uh, let's do the initiative order. So follow the raid, watch some more stuff. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.